Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by BlackRifleCoffee.com. Put down the water and grab a fucking drink. drink, 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 drink. Whoa! <laughs> Merry Christmas! Uh, Holy shit, Dan. September. It's September. Eh, it's close but enough. I'm ready to, for. It, I'm ready for Christmas. Are you ready? It's here's the thing. It's close enough to Christmas. Why? Why you ask? We just got the numbers in from mybookie.com. Holy shit! It is Christmas for the last what four weeks for Drinking Bros members. Whoever listens yeah. to this goddamn show, two hundred and sixty-three thousand dollars worth of of winners so far. That's yeah, insane. It's, it's ridiculous. Well, here's why. I mean, first of all, the the site is awesome, and they have like they stay up to date on all the all the lines and everything. But the real truth behind this is that we've called eighty five percent of our games correctly so far. Yes. So, so uh, if you're li- if you're yeah. listening to us, then you're making fucking money. On average, for the through the first four weeks right now, because we're in, we just finished week four of the college football season. We've only like the, the roster Domus predictions. I'm only missing about four games against the spread. And I, I really want to point that out against the spread in the top 25. Um, uh, I want to say NFL, we're averaging about six losses out of five to six losses on that. And it's like, Jesus Christ, man, you can't really get any better than that. They're, they're fucking pissed off, by the way. I, oh, I know I said this last show, but. We keep gangbanging hits. Like that Kentucky game took them down last week. Yeah, um, you know what's funny? We actually, so when we were in um, Dallas. Yes. We ran into these two guys that, that um, sell sports tickets or some shit. At, a, at We'll have them on the show in a couple of weeks, actually. Um, it, they're awesome dudes, man. Yeah, great dudes. And they were like, uh, we were just talking to them about the show, and they were kind of skeptical. This was on Saturday. Yep. And yep. Ross and I went down our list of picks for the for the a college football day and and the NFL uh, and the NFL. Then we came back the next day, the next night, right before the Cowboys game. And they're like, Holy shit. You called every single one of those. Yeah. I think we went six for six, um, college football and, uh, and pros. And again, you know, we've been honest with you the whole time of, Hey guys, these games, some of these we're, we'll give you the picks for, but we wouldn't necessarily bet these games. So, you know, uh, that, that's going to stay true because to be honest with you, again, my bookie's pissed off about it. I don't, I hope they continue to be a sponsor after this year, but I, I doubt it at this point because they're like, yo, what the fuck? And I'm not only that, but we're calling these games on a Tuesday. So it's not even like close to, you know, when the actual games start, they can go fuck themselves. I don't, I don't really give a fuck. We signed a contract. So um, yeah. we're going to keep picking winners and that's it. Go to mybookie.com. Type in the promo code Drinking Bros. We we guessed so many games they had to raise the limit. It started at forty dollars, and then we're going to double your deposit all the way up through uh, four thousand. Now it's up to a hundred dollars, um, and they'll double your deposit up to four thousand simply for the fact of we we keep beating them, um, and that's going to continue. Uh, yeah. So based on the success that we've had picking games so far. Uh, they're, they're probably going to have to raise that limit again. So now is the best time to get in. Yeah, I'd get in now. Again, go to mybookie.com. Uh, Drinking Bros is the promo code. Bet with us. Um, look, the other thing is there was a couple people before the year started said, fucking Ross, dude, he's a, a homer Ohio State fan. I'm honest about my teams. 
If they're great, congratulations. I'll, I'll be the first one to tell you about it. If they're terrible, I'll also be the first ones to tell you about it. Last week, I said Matt Ryan wasn't that fucking dude for the Falcons. And I was incorrect on that call. And I said, look, you should probably stay away from that team now. Um, and that, that look, the same thing came true this past weekend. They lost in overtime. They should have won that game at home against New Orleans. They shit the bed. I, I'm honest about it. Ohio State is unstoppable this year. They're, I, I think, you know, they're going, look, Dan and I are, are going to Penn State this weekend. That'll be the, the real fucking test of all tests, playing in the whiteout game on the Saturday night game. But Ohio State's 3-1 and one against the spread. I've been the bank all year on Ohio State. You don't have to bet against me. You can bet with me and just win. I don't give a fuck about that either. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, here's the problem. We'll get into this soon, but uh, this is going to be our Fight Club game of the week, and I'm yeah. kind of fucked being a Penn State alum, even though it's at Penn State, not to. We'll see what the spread is. Let's get let's get going. Yeah, we'll get going. First of all, we do have some sponsors to pay for this whole fucking shit to be on the air. Keep winning the first one with mybookie.com. Promo code Drinking Bros doubles your deposit at a hundred dollars all the way up through four grand. So if you if you put in the bank fucking four grand. Congratulations! You're now betting with eight thousand dollars, and fuck those guys. I really don't give a shit. We look, we're, we're under contract with them, so there's nothing they can do. We're gonna keep making these picks and then taking them down. I have housed it this year. Um, not gonna lie, it, like I'm, I'm literally just been padding my bank account. It's fucking rad. So we feel- may be the first show in history to actively take down a gambling site for the success. <laughs> Maybe. Dead serious, man. Those guys were so pissed on a conference call the other day. Um, anyways, dude, dude, get it while it's hot. MyBookie.com. Promo code Drinking Bros uh, doubles your deposits and you can start betting with us. Next up, we got GhostBed.com forward slash Drinking Bros. Fuck me. How do I? We've got a we've got an RV at Penn State. We're bringing a ghost bed up in that bitch. Uh yeah, yeah, we are. We're, we're we have a traveling ghost bed now. We do. We do. We let, it, this RV sleeps ten, by the way. Yeah. So, any of you drinking bros that are coming out for the show, you can stay with us. That's yeah. not true. Well, That's not true. Uh, look, if you get too fucked up, you don't have to drive. I don't. I don't really give a shit. Oh no. No, uh, you're, you, you just can't take the, the queen bed where daddy's stretching out his frame, you know? Yeah. Ross t- and I will be sleeping together in the queen bed. So, yeah, Well, there's the, I think there's, f- there's four sets of bunk beds on this fucking thing. Oh, shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, look, ghost bed is, is going to be uh, stacked in and throughout. Uh, stop on by the tailgates. Check out a ghost bed. Fucking lie down on it. Put some, you know, put some weight on that fucker. Do whatever you want. We're tailgating, what, starting at like 10 a.m. that day. We're going hard. Uh, this yeah, we're Saturday, gonna be going hard all day. Yeah, this and another Saturday at Penn an, State. Old, an old friend's going to show up, right? We're going to have a little little vodka there from our buddies at Stateside. Stateside vodka is uh, is it once again sponsoring this event out of Pennsylvania? Looking forward to it. Uh, love those guys. Love their fucking vodka. Come on out and drink it on a ghost bed. Um, and at ghostbed.com, by the way, uh, forward slash drinking bros, all the dills exclusively for drinking bros members. I mean, you get like fucking free pillows and like, goddamn, like $400 off bundle packages. That cooling mattress is the jam. And they got a yeah, pay as you go plan, which I personally would never do. But they are. So fuck it. Take advantage of that while you can. Um, last up, uh, we got ExpressVPN. Uh, Dan, why don't you tell us about it? Well, you know, ExpressVPN is, if you guys don't know what a VPN is, uh, you need to get with the times, folks. It's just how it is. 
privacy and anonymizing yourself online is super important these days. Everybody's collecting your data and trying to exploit it. Not only that, I'm not so much concerned with the marketing aspect of it, but I'm much more concerned with the fact that the Russian and Chinese governments are constantly trying to hack us and steal our secrets. Yes. Um, I do a lot of weird shit online. Yes, you do. Uh, and I'm proud of that, but I yeah. don't want the Chinese government knowing. So ExpressVPN can help you out with that. It's going to anonymize all your shit online. Um, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a very good tool. It encrypts your uh, web traffic, masker IP, um, and it keeps... I think there might be a feature on there to delete your browser history after you die. I'm not 100% sure about that, but that's something that everybody needs in their life. Ah, yeah, yeah, man. Everybody needs a fucking bag man to come in at the end, dude. Oh, yeah. Clean up your shit before your family that's, gets so, to it to so find out what this a disgusting is, this is person actually, you are. Yeah, this is a great story, but um, my uh, life insurance goes to Jared, and there's two stipulations. You're One, kidding. Is, is that, that real? Oh, it's absolutely true, yeah. So one, he is contractually obligated to do something fucked up with the money and delete all my browser history. Okay, okay. Why don't you slide that over the big guy's way, and I'll I'll, I'll send you out with a goddamn bang. I'll I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll I'll fuck on your dead body. How about that? Okay, yeah. All right, done. Slide, I'll it yeah. Today. Slide that over the big guy's way, and I'll have sex right on your on top of your corpse. I don't give a shit. And with a stranger, I think my wife would be cool with it. For oh you know, yeah. Yeah, whatever you're bringing in, Dan. Um, Jay, she's a big fan of mine, so I think huge, I think huge fan of yours. She she loves the Danthony, uh, and we love the ExpressVPN.com/slash Drinking Bros. Sign up; it's only seven bucks a month. Since you're a Drinking Bro member, they're giving the first three months for free. How do you beat that? Uh, and they got a 30 day uh, money back guarantee. So if you don't dig the shit, uh, fuck it. You can just cancel it. But it just, it's, yep. it's a look, it's an app. It sits in the background of your computer. Uh, you dial it up, you're good to go. And everybody can fuck off. Fuck yeah. off. And then one more. Let's go uh, Black Rifle Coffee. Yeah, we have a very, you, know, you know, I wasn't going to forget about that. We have a very, very funny video coming out in a couple of days. Um, it's, oh, you're going to shit your pants. And then you're going to try to make it to the bathroom and you're going to vomit and shit your pants again on the way there. It's so funny. What, um, it's, what, did you guys shoot this in Vegas? No, the, but we did shoot some great stuff in Vegas. This is more of a kind of an anim, animated thing, I guess. But um, I'm not going to get into exactly what it is. But you'll see it, I believe, on Friday of this week. Fantastic. Uh, looking forward to it. don't forget that this week... This weekend is International Coffee Day, so we're going to have a lot of sales going on, so keep an eye out for that stuff, too. It'll be on the site. You'll be getting emails. You'll see it in social media. Yeah, and we're, and we're also doing a uh, Saturday morning show live from Penn State at, at Grange Fairgrounds, Center Hall Fairgrounds. You'll see a huge uh, Black Rifle Coffee banner. We're doing a morning coffee show before we get fucked up and do an afternoon show. So uh, come on out and join us. All of this is brought to you by BlackRifleCoffee.com. Use the promo code SPORTS for 20% off. It's a new one. It's a new one that I like. Uh, Let's get to the picks, D'Anthony, shall we? Let's do it. All right. Uh, Thursday night game. North Carolina at Miami. Ooh. Thursday night game in Miami, that's going to get wet. uh, The temperature's still 90 there. God damn it. Yeah, that's fucked up, man. It's going to be 90 degrees and probably 100% humidity. Yikes. Um, The line is Miami by 18. Um, You know, I have some reservations about that. And the reason is that um, 
Pittsburgh put up a lot of points last week. Yep. And but here's here's the caveat to that. They put a lot of them up uh, in the air, and with the wet conditions like that, slippery field conditions. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know that a team like North Carolina puts up that many points. I think this is going to be a lower scoring game than this. Yeah, I think it's going to be a low scoring game. I'm actually going to take North Carolina in this one with the yeah, points. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I'm going to take them with the 18 points. This is not a game I bet though, and I'll, I'll tell you why. North Carolina is a sneaky team. And probably about four times out of the year, they play somebody ranked really, really fucking tough. This one's too too difficult to predict uh, as far as gambling-wise. I wouldn't recommend betting this game, but you know, on, on paper, I'm, I'm taking uh, North Carolina with the points here at 18. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. That's, uh, that's a big spread, but I, I will say this. The ladies will be out at Hard Rock Stadium. If you live in Miami and it's 90 degrees, you can buy a $5 ticket to the game. That's real, by the way. Take it for five and bucks, can, and you can just go stare at hot ass. And then you can go to salsa night, and uh, bro, yeah, <laughs> do you what go that see is. Jenny from the block and A Rod hanging out um, <laughs> in the fucking end zone. Those two clowns and Derek dicks. Jeter, maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Derek, maybe. Jeter. maybe. Derek Jeter, by the way, trying to bring a little class back to the city of Miami. Him and Pitbull, they're going on a world tour. Trying, trying is the key word to that. Pit, when Pitbull is your fucking spokesperson for the city, <laughs> good luck with the rest of your fucking life. Uh, uh, next Mr. up. Mr. Worldwide to you. <laughs> next up, we've got Louisiana at Alabama. This, is, this might be the biggest spread I've ever seen. 48 points for Alabama. Holy shit. Is it weird that I'm taking Alabama with these points? I think they no, went by 49. Not. Yeah, I think, uh, I think they're going to. I mean, look. They're Alabama's scoring. looked great this year. Yeah, they're scoring, and they went into Ole Miss and scored sixty-two and only gave up seven. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they beat this spread easily, and even against A and M last week, uh, I think A and M is kind of underrated to be honest. And they fucking housed A and M by 20, 20 points. So, yeah, we did call that uh, though. Uh, look, that was one of our locks of the week was taking A and M with the points, which twenty-four and a half. And, uh, yeah, and because we, they're underrated for sure, but still, yeah. Alabama still spanked that ass. So I know. against Louisiana, I mean, come on. Yeah. They're going to score 60 or 70 points in this game. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Uh, next up, we got the Syracuse uh, at Clemson game. Um, Clemson's favored by 23. Syracuse has been a surprise this year. They're 4-0. They have been a surprise. And here I have, I'm conflicted on this one because Lawrence is going to be the starter now, the, the freshman out of Clemson. Yep. And he has looked fucking spectacular all season long. Um, does he perform in his first career start or does he waver? It's hard to say with a new guy like that. Like he's from, for the most part, he's come in in like the second or third quarter of games and, uh, done very well, of course. But, you know, like you said, Syracuse is another one of those fucking sneaky ACC teams that they're yeah. again, fucking destroy some, but they like, they beat Florida state. 30 to 7 a couple weeks ago. Look, uh, um, Syracuse also beat Clemson last year on that Friday that's night right, game. They did. Yeah, so here's the thing with that. That that was the other point that I was wavering on. So, yeah, they got the rookie quarterback. Yeah, the Syracuse has been playing well, but Clemson's got to be butthurt about that shit last year. They also have to be butthurt that they're down at 3 and not back up at 2. So, I think uh I think they cover I think they cover myself, but this uh, actually, uh, I'm, no, I'm going to take Syracuse in this one, but this is a game I don't bet in real life um, at all. Uh, no, there's too many variables. No. And so like, and again, at home, I think this is the reason why we've been so successful on this show and everybody's won so much money is because we do 
tell you the honest truth about these teams of like, all right, great. I'm not going to tell you to bet something just to fucking bet it. Uh, on paper, I take Syracuse with these points. In real life, I do not bet this game. Um, but we'll see. And that's simply for the fact of uh, this kid has not started a full game yet for Clemson. I don't right. know how well he's going to do. And you're right. Syracuse is a sneaky team. And they pull games out of nowhere. And uh, they're 4-0 this year. 1-0 in the ACC. I, I, I don't touch this one. But uh, I would take Syracuse with the points gun to head. Uh, next up, we've got West Virginia, number 12, at Texas oh, Tech, 25. God. This, this is, is a, a tough one. Oh, this is a really hard game. West Virginia Texas is at Tech, minus three and a half. Texas, Texas Tech is Tech a team. whipped yeah. OK State last week. Yeah, and Texas Tech is a team that can drop 60 on you real quick because they got that weird offense. Uh, yep. And so can West Virginia. There is no over listed for this game yet, and I was really curious about that because where, where do you set that over at, 1,000? I mean, Jesus um, Christ, these are two on, teams honestly, that put points on the board. Like, for real, you would have to set the over at like 85 probably, something like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this like, is... That's crazy, but that's what it is, right? 100%. This is a 48-40 game, in my opinion. Like, you know, I think if you set the over at 85, you're right. They still beat it. Um, there is no over yet. You know, Vegas is obviously still deciding on this, but uh, you've loved Will Greer since day... This was your day one, homie. <laughs> You've been with yeah, in he's, love with him he's for my a while. He, he's my Heisman pick, and I have not backed off of that at all. He is on pace to win the Heisman Trophy. Yeah, uh, this is a noon game in Lubbock, Texas. This is a this is a really tough game to pick. And uh, look, gun to head, I'm saying West Virginia by a touchdown. This is not a game I bet in real life, though. You, I don't bet this, and I think it's going to be West Virginia by a field goal. So I don't bet this Ooh, line. Ooh, boss. Yeah. Uh, next up, we got Central Michigan at Michigan State. There is no spread. Let's let's be real, Zeus. Um, there probably will be towards the end of the week. It's going to be something shitty, but yeah, it'll uh, be in the high thirty or mid mid thirties probably. But here's the deal: um, some Central Michigan, they'll probably have several players die from getting beat so bad in this game. Uh, <laughs> but that's fine, you know. They had a good life. Yeah, they've had a good life. This this next game makes me sad. Uh, Tennessee at Georgia. And I'll tell you why. This, as a kid, used to be one of the marquee matchups. Tennessee was one of those teams that, you know, they were like an Ohio State or an Alabama. You could always depend on them being in the top five. That hasn't happened since T. Martin about 18 years yeah, ago. Yeah, it's been a while. You could also depend on Peyton Manning dropping his nuts on somebody's forehead when in the in the athletic department. Ah, you're goddamn right. Um, by the way, I, I heard uh, he was a poonhound in college just absolutely crushing pussy well good for him yeah can't confirm it but it makes sense um now he can crush cans on his giant head from taking all the hdh so yeah you're goddamn right he can it's uh, all full circle <laughs> this spread and here's why this game makes me sad it's it's georgia minus 32 against yeah tennessee. that's embarrassing that's embarrassing that, that hurts my soul for tennessee i don't know what the fuck happened to this program or why they went to the dumpster about 15 no, years ago. A, but they, it's they been almost climb. two decades, man. Yeah. They cannot climb out of the dumpster. Um, man, I I refuse to believe that Tennessee is that bad that they lose by 32. I would take the points on this one. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't points. be surprised on it. And, and again, this is, this is a game I don't put my real money on. Not at that line, no. I mean, they started out at 32 and a half yesterday, and now they're... Now they're at uh, 32. Yeah, so. so people are betting Tennessee. That that would be my pick <laughs> yeah. with the points. 
But it look, it wouldn't it also wouldn't surprise me. I mean, I've seen some of these Tennessee scores of them getting housed, and I'm just like, Jesus Christ. They lost uh forty seven twenty one to Florida, who had just fallen out of the top twenty five. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, what are they? What are they going to do against one of the better? Uh, I mean, Fromm has looked incredible this year. He looks like a fucking professional quarterback. Yeah, he's fifty out of sixty nine this year. Fromm, that's ridiculous, crazy. Uh, it's a three thirty game in Georgia between the hedges. Boy, people are going to be going the fuck off for that. I I wouldn't be surprised if Georgia covered. I just wouldn't bet it. Um, speaking next of up, the yeah, go yeah, ahead. Speaking of speaking of Georgia, we're gonna looks like we're gonna be there for Veterans Day weekend. Down oh yes, we are. Who's it's, it's Auburn, right? Uh yeah, it is. Who uh, have you been to Athens? Have you partied up in Athens? I've partied there. Yes, fun I haven't town. Been to game, but I've been fucked up in that city. Who fun town, man? I used to go back in the day and get fucked up at Mexicali's. I don't know if it still exists, oh, yeah. but if we'll it does, see. we'll see you there. Uh, next up, we got Baylor at Oklahoma. Uh, Oklahoma is minus twenty four on this one. Look, we called this one last week with Army. They had a tough time with all those points. And yep. uh, Army should have won that fucking game, to be honest with you. It was close. Re- like, whew, it went into overtime. Um, you know, if Homeboy doesn't throw a pick <clears throat> there. Uh, I, look, they, they easily could have won that game. They, they appeared to be too nervous for that big of a moment. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. Oklahoma escapes. And uh, now they're they're minus twenty four against Baylor. I don't think they cover twenty four points. No, uh, I don't Anthony. think so either. I I, I feel like um, Murray, the quarterback at Oklahoma, is just too inaccurate. Like he's he he's throwing some wobblers out there. He's not throwing a lot of picks, but um, I don't know, man. They they just have not. I, Oklahoma at six right now is fucking crazy to me. I can't believe they did not go down in the rankings after almost getting beat by Army. For fuck's sake. Well, I'll, I'll tell you why. It's because, in my opinion, the way this college football season is played out for the first four weeks of the year, I, I think you have three, four clearly dominant teams. Uh, I think Alabama, uh, Ohio State. Georgia and Clemson and Clemson is still been kind of spotty because they haven't figured out their situation. But I, I think you put Ohio state, Georgia and Alabama is, is the three most dominant teams after that. It's a fucking guessing game. And I don't think anybody's yeah. looked that spectacular beyond the top four and nothing. Look, Oklahoma's done nothing to change my mind on that. Uh, neither is anybody else to be honest with you. No. And I think the big 10 has looked like shit. Um, I think West Virginia looks really good. I'm surprised they haven't climbed up a little bit. I, the Big 12 is uh, – if they, they put a little uh, spanking on Texas Tech, if they outkick their coverage uh, this week, I think West Virginia goes into the top 10 and starts becoming a real player. And, again, remember that West Virginia was one of my picks for the playoff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but who, who, do you, who do you got in this Oklahoma-Baylor game? Minus 24. I'm taking Baylor. Uh, yeah, I'm taking Baylor. I think it's a two-touchdown game probably. Yeah, yeah. I like that call. Um, Pittsburgh at UCF, the defending national champions. Uh, there isn't a spread up for this yet. They're not sure. They got some injuries on the other side. Not sure who's going to be playing in that. But uh, look, that's a tough ball game. Um, either either is, way, yeah. Pitt's another one of those teams that Sneaky. every now and again shows up and fucking wrecks somebody. Although they haven't done shit this year, they got whipped by Penn State. Uh, they beat Georgia Tech, but yeah, you know and. This they is gonna be this is gonna be a tougher UC. ball game. Uh, there, there is no spread yet because of an injury, but uh, this is gonna be a, 
this is going to be a tougher ball game than uh, UCF has been accustomed to. So wait till that spread pops up later on in the week. Check on the injuries. Uh, we said that last week with the Nebraska game as well. Uh, they, there was no spread against Michigan uh, until you know maybe a day before the game because we weren't sure if Martinez was coming back. Uh, yeah. And and look, thank God nobody bet that game. Michigan won by ninety. Um, <laughs> but but same way, check back in with these injuries towards the end of the week before you bet on on this game. Uh, next up, oh, I called this game last week, Dan Texas. Yep. Texas beats TCU. Uh, I called it. I got. A, I took a lot of shit on the message board before that game. And then afterwards, it was just hashtag Rostradamus all the way down. You're welcome for my brilliance. Texas is minus nine at Kansas State. Who you got? I'm, I got Texas, dude. Jesus Christ. They just fucking crushed TCU. And the week before that, they crushed USC, two ranked teams. So what the fuck are we talking about here? Yeah. I don't give a shit about Kansas State. No, me Texas neither. I, I think they, yeah. At minus nine, this is a game you take early in the week because I think they win by 10. But uh, Texas has got it rolling again, man. And uh, yeah. they're all the way up to number 18 this week. I like they're when Texas good. is good. It's good for college football, in my opinion. That's the second biggest university in the nation behind Ohio State, student-wise, um, which means their 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 fan base is is you know just as rowdy as Ohio State's like globally. So I'm I'm glad Texas is back. I, I, li- I like to see that. Uh, next yep. up, we got Southern Miss at Auburn. Uh, Southern oh. Miss sneaky team. Auburn <clears throat> is minus twenty eight in this one. That's a hard spread because I think Auburn oh, wins by 28. So that's a yeah. that's kind of a push to me. I wouldn't bet this game in real life, but uh, uh, I think I, I'll take I take Auburn in this one. Yeah. I think they'll I think they'll cover this pretty pretty handily actually. Um, uh, I, I'm gonna go uh, I'm gonna go Southern Miss with the points. Well, Auburn's beat they beat Washington to lead off the year. They did, and then. Then they've been, I mean, LSU, against LSU, they look terrible. But last week, they looked good, especially their defense against Arkansas. And to be frank, um, Southern Miss doesn't exactly, their offense doesn't really uh, inspire me at all. Um, They chuck the ball a lot. Their quarterback, uh, Abram, he's already thrown for 107 times this year. So uh, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say Southern Miss with these points. Uh, In real life, I, I, I don't bet this game, though. Uh, next up, no. we got Michigan at Northwestern. Michigan is minus 14. This is another team that's climbing. Uh, they got housed uh, opening day against Notre Dame. They looked terrible. They've uh, blown out their last three opponents, and they're now 3-1. and one. Northwestern's got some issues here. They got some injuries this week. Uh, look, I, I've, I've gone against Michigan. I'm, I'm actually taking Michigan with the points in this one. Yeah, absolutely. Northwestern has uh, lost their last two games to Akron and Duke. So, yeah, I'm going with Michigan. And plus, their uh, their fucking running back just had to retire because of spinal issues or some shit. Yeah, Jeremy Larkin actually retired for uh, Northwestern. Um, they're they're starting running back, so he is he is gone for spinal yeah. cord issues. Man, sorry sorry about that. That sucks. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm gonna take Michigan here. Um, uh, not only that, but this game is in Illinois. That that field is easy to travel to for a lot of Big Ten schools. Ohio State, Michigan fans uh, will show out for that game. So uh, there'll be a lot of Michigan fans there. I like that with the points. Next up, we got Florida at Mississippi State. The spread is Mississippi State minus seven. Who you got, Dan? Ooh. Oh, man, that's a tough one. Um, I mean, it's in Mississippi, so... 
it's it's hard to say. Florida actually looked pretty decent the last two weeks against teams that were not so great, but they lost to Kentucky, and that I don't know. Oh that yeah, scares me a little bit, especially going into another SEC team. And Mississippi State's been playing pretty well. Um, they uh they did lose to Kentucky last week. So where the fuck is Kentucky in the top twenty-five? Ah, they're uh, coming, my man. They're coming. Uh, yeah, so they looked pretty bad last week. I think that Mississippi State's got to come out and send a message. I think they win by 10 points here. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think so as well. I got Mississippi State in this one. I'm not sold on Florida yet. Uh, on the road for a night game, uh, Mississippi State goes, goes bug fuck for this type of shit. I, I'll, I'll take this with the points. Uh, next up, we got Virginia Tech at number 22, Duke. How fucking weird is it that Virginia Tech is not ranked and Duke is ranked 22nd? This is like some kind of bizarro world. I, yeah, I, I, th- I thought we were looking at maybe at a, at a preseason uh, NCAA hoops ranking here with uh, Duke. No. Duke is, mi- is minus 5 in this game, and they're ranked. They are 4-0, and they are ranked. They are minus 5 in this game. I, this, this is my upset of the week. I'm taking Virginia Tech all day long with these points. Yeah. For sure, I'm, uh, th- yeah, like, I, I, I think Virginia Tech. Uh, look, they got embarrassed last week against Old Dominion, <laughs> which was awful. And uh, to, to anybody out there who was wondering, uh, hey, did you guys? Why didn't you call that game? There was no spread on that. There was no yeah. spread on the Old Dominion <laughs> game, and the reason being is they lost their quarterback. And a second-string quarterback ended up starting towards Friday. They put a, a monster spread up. I believe it was minus 29. Not only did they cover, but they won the fucking game and beat Virginia by two touchdowns. Um, look, if you had that at the last second, congratulations. But I, I doubt anybody on the planet did. Uh, but uh, this week, I, I think after the embarrassment last week, Virginia Tech comes out strong, and they take down number 22 Duke at minus 5. Yep. Now is our Fight Club game of the week, Dan. Fight Club yeah. game of the week. Ohio State v. Ohio State University at the Sandusky Penn State Nittany Lions. <laughs> That'll never die. Uh, never die. The spread on this is exactly what I thought it was going to be, by the way. To the, yeah. It's minus three and a half for Ohio State. I fucking knew it. I fucking knew this goddamn spread was going to be this. I could have told you this four weeks ago, that, that this was going to be the spread. The reason being is Ohio State, for whatever reason, never, ever plays Penn State well. Uh, that has been our, our fucking test of all tests, and we usually fail, to be honest with you, in, in, in spectacular fashion, like weird games. Uh, two years ago, we were well on pace to go to the national championship, there was a blocked field goal and a blocked punt that was returned for a touchdown. Penn State didn't score any any offensive touchdowns in that game, and they beat us. We didn't go to the playoffs because of that one game. Um, this last this, year it was a one point game too, and yeah. it was uh, in in Ohio. So it, 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 awful all the way around. I hate this it's a good game. Matchup. We're going to this game. It's always a good matchup. Uh, look, I'm the Bank of Ohio State this year. I think Ohio State wins by a touchdown. But I think this is a very, very close game, and I, I think it's going to come down to the to the the fourth quarter. But I'm definitely taking Ohio State. I said we win by a touchdown in this. This is a statement game for both of these teams. Somebody's going to make a statement. Yep. And I don't. I honestly, I don't know who it is. I mean, I'm a Penn State alum, uh, so that's my team. That's who I'm going with. But fuck, man. 
Uh, Tough game. I, I also, Dan, uh, t- to your point, I wouldn't su- be surprised to see this be a three-point game. Where, I wouldn't either. You know, Ohio State wins by a field goal, and you, you end up losing the spread by a half a point. But, you know, look, I'm the bank all year for Ohio State. There's a lot of Penn State fans and drinking bros. Come at me. Come at me on this one. Uh, you're, you're welcome to step on up with that three and a half and, uh, and go fuck yourself. I think Ohio State wins by a touchdown, and I think it's late. I think, uh, I think it's a very close game. It's going to be a whiteout. We will be there, uh, and the RV will be parked <laughs> all day long. Yeah, if you're, if you're in the uh, state college or surrounding areas, if you're down in Philly, you want to drive up, or if you're in uh, Pittsburgh, some other come Pitts- on out. Pittsburgh, yeah. Or, yeah, come on up, because we'll, be, we'll start. We're going to have the Black Rifle Coffee morning show. Yep. Um, we'll, we'll have some Black Rifle Coffee for you. And there may or may not be a little whiskey to go inside of it. Ooh, um, I like it, it when whiskey. I like when whiskey is deep inside of me. Same. That's what I like. Same. I uh, look. I don't go whiskey that early in the morning. I'll be drinking that stateside vodka, killing the game with some screwdrivers that early. But uh, look, you're welcome to bring some Bloody Mary mix and and really light it the fuck up because we'll be going hard all day long, Grange yep. Fairgrounds and uh, Center Hall. Center Hall. Let's Center go Hall. Fight Club game of the week. Uh, Ohio we State are. wins this motherfucker. Uh, next we up, we are Penn State. Yeah, you're not though. You're not Penn State. <laughs> hey, you when when we were walking to the fucking Ohio State P, uh, TCU game a couple weeks ago, this fucking dummy was uh, getting involved in the Ohio State chance out in the parking lot. I'm surprised we didn't get hit in the head with a fucking bottle on our way over to the stadium. Well, you know, the weird part about that is I was not expecting that the inside of that stadium was going to be 90% Ohio State fans, oh, 10% no, TCU. I mean, that's a, that was it a was home game, red. essentially, for them. I was really yeah. shocked by that. So I, and it's, I, I could have gotten away with murder usually travels pretty well, too. Like, TCU travels to, to A&M. They travel to Texas. They travel even to Oklahoma. So I was really surprised they didn't travel to Dallas. It's crazy. Crazy. Um, but I felt at home there. I felt like a home game to me. It was great. Yeah, it was. Uh, uh, here's the other the night game of, of, uh, of the week. Man, this one's a fucking barn burner. Number seven, Stanford. At number eight, Notre Dame. These games are always really fucking close there. It's Notre Dame minus four and a half. I'm taking Stanford all day long. Same. In this. I do not believe in, in, in Notre Dame I'm, whatsoever. I'm, I'm taking Stanford, and I'm actually going to bet this game because Same. Uh, I, I feel like uh, Love has got to come out and fucking have a great game on the national stage on Sunday night against a ranked team, or he, his Heisman chances are over. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm taking Stanford all day long on this. Uh, and I look, I took Stanford last week all day long against Oregon, and <laughs> it was it was not the the, the plan that that was going to go to overtime, but it did, and they covered. You're welcome for that one as well. Uh, next up, we got BYU number twenty at Washington number eleven. Whew, this is a big boy spread. For, for two ranked teams playing each other in the top 25, this is the highest spread I can remember in a long time. It's Washington minus 17 and a half. I think there was an, uh, was it Alabama that played a ranked team recently and it was an 18 point spread? But yeah, this is really uh, you're high right. for two uh, ranked teams. That Texas A&M game was, fuck, 22 and a half. So. Yeah. But other than that, this is, this is huge. And, huge, uh, huge spread. So BYU beat Wisconsin, and then they played some fucking team I've never heard of last week. They lost to Cal a couple weeks ago, but uh, it's, it's BYU. You never know. I mean, it's in Washington. To me, that earns them 
probably 10 points, but not 17 and a half. I, I don't see this as a 17 and a half point game. I'm going to take Washington just because I believe in them. And they're still, look, they're still my, my dark horse for the fourth uh, seed yeah. in the playoffs. Um, but I don't bet this game in real life. Uh, uh, no. Look, for the sake of the show, I'm taking Washington. Um, I think they win by three touchdowns. But I, I, again, I don't, I don't bet this game. Uh, that's too many points against uh, yep. BYU. Who look? L- let's face it. If they show up they, the way they showed up against Wisconsin, there's no way Washington covers. Uh, so I, I wouldn't touch this in real life. But uh, you know, on paper, I'd take Washington. <laughs> now we're getting to your boys here. Yeah, uh, Kentucky. Kentucky is is minus one. They're playing South Carolina at home. Who who you got? Yep. Do you believe in uh, Kentucky? Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, okay. Okay. Here's. Here. I mean, I not not necessarily. I don't. I don't. They're not like gonna uh, sweep out the fucking SEC or anything. But they've beat two ranked teams in the last three weeks handily. South Carolina is not gonna beat this team unless, you know, South Carolina can be sneaky too. Right. Uh, that Jake Bentley kid is a pretty good quarterback. Um, so you never know. But negative. I don't know, man. Minus one. I, I look. I, I take Kentucky in this. I actually watched yeah. that game last week, and um, I, I was impressed good. With, with their running back. This Benny Snell Jr. kid looks yeah, lights legit. fucking out. Um, not only that, if you if you were watching this game with about two minutes and thirty seconds left to go, he was on the on the field with an alumni. An alumni was taking pictures on his iPhone with him while the game was still going on. Yeah. I love that in a kid. Yep. You're that fucking confident. I look. I'm surprised that somebody let this motherfucker on the field to, to take pictures. But uh, uh, I like that confidence. I think Kentucky is fucking amped for this, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep riding the hot hand and say Snell Snell goes for 150 in this game, and uh, Kentucky keeps it rolling. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Uh, next Kentucky. up, we got uh, Ole Miss at LSU. Look, LSU is number five in the country now. This is a nine o'clock game at Baton Rouge. Uh, LSU is minus 11 and a half. Dan, who you got? Oof. Well, I mean, look, here's the deal with Ole Miss. Uh, they have very recently been completely embarrassed. That game against Alabama was a fucking shit show. For yeah. Them. Um, but... And the games they're winning, they're putting up a fuckload of points, um, including against Texas Tech. So, I don't know. At LSU, though, this is a, this is a pretty big game for them. It like is. This, this, this will make or break their season. Yeah. Um, and LSU is – they beat Miami. They beat Auburn, you know, La Tech last week pretty, pretty easily. Oh, man. I'm, I'm um, taking – look, I think LSU wins by two touchdowns. Uh, I, I'm in on this one. I, I, I think uh, – I think they cover this eleven and a half points. Um, the, look, the quarterback, this this Jordan Tiamu for for uh, Ole Miss, has thrown for close to fourteen hundred yards. Uh, so you never know, but I, I think LSU's defense uh, shuts them down. I think LSU wins by fourteen and covers. I'm taking LSU for the sake of the show. I need LSU to win because we're going to be at that game on November third. Yes, we are against in, uh, in Alabama. Yep. Yeah, and I want that to be a top five matchup. Same. Uh, by the way, anybody who comes out to that live show, special guest Clayne Crawford will be our celebrity guest on that show, and he'll be making picks with us. 
So we're super psyched to have him in, at, uh, in New Orleans. It's going to be a fun weekend. We'll be at the LSU game and the New Orleans Saints game. Uh, but yeah, uh, LSU in this one. And then the, uh, the the final game of the top 25 that night is at 1030. And it is Oregon at California. Number 19, Oregon. Cal is ranked number 24. Spread is Oregon minus three. Who you got? Um. Well, I don't know, man. I, I'm I taking I, Oregon I, all day long in this one. I thought they looked great, actually, against Stanford. They collapsed in the fourth quarter. They did not de- deserve to lose that game. Um, I, I thought their their running backs are sexy out of there. They got about three of them that they just keep gassing in, and none of them run outside. It's it's all north and south runners who just crush through the line. I don't I don't believe in anything in Cal uh, at no. all. And I think Oregon's no. pissed off about that last game. I think they come back and, and and show out. I think they win by by at least a touchdown. I think you're fine with minus three on Oregon this week. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, Cal just lost one of their better. Uh one of their better defenders to a season-ending injury. So, yeah, I could see that. I, I think... Uh, Not a lot of confidence in you, Dan. I just don't... I don't know, man. These two teams... Any, anytime there's two teams down at the bottom of the top 25, you never know, man, especially four weeks into the season. Um, but... I wa- uh, Look, the- I, I watched that entire Oregon game last week, and uh, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm a believer. They, they choked at the end, and it was a, a very, very strange end to that game in the fourth quarter. But look, they were up by, it was 24-7 at one point over Stanford. Yeah. They had them on the ropes, and then they fucking blew it at the end. So I, I, I like that team. I think they rebound and beat Cal, and I think you're fine betting them minus three. Uh, we're okay. going to swap on over to the NFL. Um, this Thursday night game, which, by the way, we hate Thursday night games. They're brutal. Uh, the players hate them. They're really hard to predict. Usually the home team ends up winning. Um, this one is the Vikings at the Rams. Uh, the spread right now is six and a half. I, me personally, uh, yeah, I, I love this that. game, and I love the Rams at six and a half. Bet this now before this goes up to seven and a half. I think the Rams yep. win by a touchdown, and the Vikings got their asses handed to them by Buffalo By the last fucking week. Bills. Yeah, so they the goddamn, oh, my God. Uh, Kirk Cousins butt fucked me. I still ended up pulling out the win last week in fantasy, but he had like three points or some shit. Um, or he ended up with ten, I think, at the end. But yeah, he he against Buffalo, he looked like a piece of shit, and now he's going to play the best, one of the top three defenses in the league. I, I'd so, say top two. I got the I got the Jags and Rams is onesie yeah. twosie in defense. I I actually have the Bears as my third best defense now with Khalil Mack. Yeah, and then Philly, yeah. And then Philly at four, but uh, I, I bet this game all day long, and I take the Rams, yep. and I go fucking hard. This is going to be a, a show-out game. They're going to be chucking the ball around a lot. Uh, look, the, the Rams were were the sleeper team, them and the Chiefs this year that we loved, and uh, look, I, nothing would make me happier than a, a Chiefs-Rams Super Bowl. That'd be a great matchup to watch, and uh, I think they continue their dominance uh, this is the Thursday night game. It's on Fox. They're finally switching over from the NFL channel. So you're good to go on, on this Rams game. I like them all day long on this one. Yep. Uh, next game up, we've got the Bengals at the Falcons. Whew. It's a tough game. This is Atlanta minus six. Uh, last week, Falcons played the Saints. Told you not to bet that one. A rivalry game. Those are way too close. It's exactly what happened. It went into overtime. 
Atlanta is dropping a defensive player every single week to a season-ending injury. Uh, last week was was yet another shining example of that. We're down to practice squad players here on the Falcons. Uh, the Bengals have actually looked pretty decent this year. This is a tough game, and uh, I, I, I don't bet this game, to be honest with you. I, I, I'd go with the Falcons just because I'm a homer on this one. And, um, you know, I think we win by a touchdown, but I, I do not bet this game if, if I were you because the unknown of the Falcons' defense is, is out there. They're going to have to start outscoring teams or try to like they did last week with the Saints, and they're going to have to put up 35 points against the Bengals in this. I wouldn't be surprised if this was a 35-28 game. Yeah, so uh, the over under is fifty one and a half. Yep, I would I, I would take the over on that. Same, uh, I, I think uh, Andy Dalton and uh, look Calvin Ridley has emerged as a superstar. I, I called this in the in the preseason when we were drafting fantasy football teams. I, he's on my bench on every single team, and I've gotten a million trade offers because uh, of the numbers he's put up the last two weeks. He put up forty points yesterday in fantasy football, and it was spectacular. So. Yep. Um, I think they keep airing it out to him, and uh, he's taking a little bit of the pressure off of Julio Jones. Uh, look, I'll take the Falcons on paper. I'm not betting this game in real life. No, I don't, I, if you want to bet on this game, bet the over, but stay away from the points. Yep. Uh, next up, we got the Buccaneers. Fitz Magic against the Bears. It's at home. Even in a, Chicago's yeah, even minus in a three and a half. This is going to be a really interesting game because last week uh, – Fitzy threw for 403 touchdowns, but he also threw three picks. Um, so this Bears defense is a little bit better than any he's faced so far, I think. Yeah, I, um, I, I think the same thing. And uh, the thing about Fitz magic last night was his first half was horrible. His second half was money. I mean, he looked like you yeah. know, what he was doing. I'm not sure who's going to be the starting quarterback of this. I, I, would, I would say you probably, you, you probably ride Fitzy out one more game. But uh, Jameis Winston is back from suspension. If uh, if Fitz has another first half like last week, they probably insert Jameis into the second half. Uh, this one, I, I'm actually going to take the Bears on this one. Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um, I, I don't, I just don't. There's too much uncertainty there. But you never know with Fitz. I don't, I don't bet this game because there's a pretty decent chance that Fitzpatrick comes out and fucking wrecks them. But just yeah. because he's been on such a hot streak and he came off a second half that was really hot. But, um, yeah, I think the Bears win this game. Same. I, I'm with you. I don't, I don't bet this game either. Uh, the next one is a tough one as well. Lions at Cowboys. It's at Dallas. Minus three for the, the Cowboys. The Cowboys looked awful last week. There's no way around yeah. it. I mean, they look like a horrific football team. Yeah, they don't look good. Getting rid of uh, Des Bryant was 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 not smart that was one of the dumbest moves of all time and uh they got no one to throw to on this team i i'm actually going to take the lions in this one i think the lions keep throwing yard and and try to win uh they look great against the patriots they shut the patriots down i i think they turn it around i think they beat the cowboys this week but uh i don't bet this game in real life no i can't bet this one either um the Cowboys have looked absolutely horrific, and the Lions, they've had one good week, so yeah. fuck knows. Detroit's Detroit, so uh, this is one of those games where, look, it's a, it's a coin toss. Whoever decides to show up that day and play relatively decent is going to win, but again, I do not touch this game. Uh, and Ezekiel Elliott looked like shit last week as well for the Cowboys, so 
who knows with these two teams. They're both one and two. I don't think either of them make the playoffs, so it doesn't really fucking matter anyways. Uh, this next game, though, I, I jump on all day long. Uh, is the Bills at the Packers. Green Bay is minus 10 in this one. Who you got, Dan? Oh, man. I don't know, man. The Bills are pretty good last week, but I'm pretty sure that the Packers are going to win this game. I, uh, I think the Bills game last week was, was one of those weird flukes. It happens in the yeah. NFL from time to time. Um, you know, where the, Vi- the Vikings were, were riding high on confidence. They didn't take the Bills seriously. They got fucking housed. I, I don't think the Packers take them lightly after last week, and I think you're fine. I think, the, I think Green Bay wins this by two touchdowns, and I'm actually betting this game. Yeah, I mean, the same old story for the Packers. Aaron Rodgers comes out and has a pretty good game. They have no rushing game, and their fucking defense sucks. Yep. Uh, against, you know, the Redskins. And you can't give Alex Smith a cushion like that. Um, but I think this week against the Bills, they're, they'll come back fine. Yeah. The, I, I, don't know, look, I don't know about 10, though. 10, that's uh, – I think this might be a one-score game. I'm, t- I'm taking it. I'm taking this all day long, and I'm, I am actually going to bet this game. Uh, Packers are 1-1-1. One, one, and one. They can't afford to go 1-2-1. Uh, and one. I think the Packers yeah. win by two touchdowns. Easy. I'm, I, am, yeah. I am riding this game uh, on the haunches. I'm, I'm saddling up on this one and betting this one in real life. Uh, next up, we got the Eagles at the Titans. <laughs> Philadelphia, minus three and a half. Dan, who you got? Oh, man, Carson Wentz is back. I got the Eagles. Ooh, you said that kind of gingerly like you weren't sure about it. No, I'm not sure about it. Um, um, I, well, here, here's I, I am pretty sure about it because Tennessee is going to score like five points. Right. So, I mean, shit. Well, they only have to score nine. Look, so. yeah, last week they scored nine and one at Jacksonville. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, like, you know, we took some shit for this, but it's the same thing I've said over and over and over again. I cannot physically put money down on a game that Blake Bortles is in. I, I cannot physically part money with any game that Blake Bortles is a starter in. Good luck. Uh, uh, Fournette didn't play last week. Not sure if he's going to play this week for the Jags. Um, so I, I never bet them in real life. I never bet the Jaguars. This game... I don't touch either. Uh, Carson Wentz is back, yes, but he has no receivers to throw to. I mean, they're he's they're, got Zach, he's got Ertz, but other than that, yeah, that's it. Not a whole lot. Going they they on got there. a tight end. Uh, they're struggling to put points on the board. They struggled last week to put points on the board against the Colts. Um, Mariota is Mariota, man. I, look, they somehow pulled out a victory last week against the Jaguars, and uh, this is going to be a tough game. This is too tough to bet on this one. Uh, gun to head, uh, you know. I'll say the Eagles, but uh, I, I, I don't. I don't bet this game at all in real life. Well, I'm looking at the. Uh, I'm looking at the injury report, and uh, Ajaya and Sproles have injuries. They're both expected to play this weekend, yep. but I don't know. I mean, they're 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 game day decisions. So who the fuck knows? I don't definitely don't bet this game. Yeah, and look, I think if Ajahe is is healthy, that certainly makes a difference. But he's not. He hasn't been healthy this whole year. We were at the season opener, and he only played what a half of that uh, that game, and hasn't played since. So. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he he only came in in the second quarter for a little bit. Maybe maybe a little bit towards the end of the game too. But Sproles handled most of the. Yeah, the and look, I, I started him that week. He scored two touchdowns, and I ended up housing somebody in fantasy football. But uh, yeah, I, I don't bet this game. But you know, gun to head, I go Eagles. But uh, again, stay away from this. This next game, I actually bet uh, Tex- Texans at the Colts. 
The yep. Texans are 0-3. Colts are 1-2. I, I don't know how the Texans are this bad. They lost to the Giants last week. On paper, on paper, the, the Texans look like a fucking playoff team. You've got Deshaun Watson. You've got Hopkins. You've got Fuller. I don't understand. And their defense. You've got J.J. Watt, Clowney. They're all healthy. What has happened to this team? I cannot figure it out for the life of me. I don't know. They're just dead. They're dead inside. It's weird. They look dead inside at opening week against the Patriots. Um, I took them last week. They lost. Uh, I, I, that was one of my losses last week against the Giants. I am, I'm, I'm going to stick with them, and I'm actually going to bet this game because it's Indianapolis minus one in this. I bet this game. Uh, it's on turf in, in uh, Indianapolis. I think the Texans get their first win. There's no way they go 0-4 to start the season with that team. There's just no way. I don't know. I, I think there's... I think there's a, a coordinator problem there, to be honest, because like you said on paper, there's no reason they should be losing like this. So it's, you know, I mean, Watson has not been very accurate. No, this he year. hasn't. Uh, he's, about, he's about 60%. He's 63 yeah. for, for 106 this year. Uh, you know, look, I started him in fantasy this past weekend. He ended up putting up, uh, you know, I want to say 385 and two touchdowns, uh, which was great. But a lot of that was garbage you know, garbage minutes towards the end. He threw a touchdown yeah. with like five seconds left uh, to get him up there. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to bet this game in real life, and I'm taking the Texans. I think the Texans win this game outright, and uh, it's just a bonus that you're getting a point from Indianapolis on this one. Yeah. Uh, next up, we got the Dolphins at the Patriots. This is New England minus seven. Who you got? Oh, Patriots God. are one and two. Dolphins are three and oh. Well, like you said, um, the Lions game, I think that was kind of fluky. Um, but are we seeing Brady finally reach his limit? I don't know. Uh, I think the Dolphins are, uh, they've, <laughs> yes, they're 3-0, and yes. That is a fact that the Dolphins are 3-0. I, I said that they were going to be one of the worst teams in the league this year. I, I don't know yeah. how they're doing it. Tannehill has actually looked like a superstar this year. Um, yeah, I mean, he's not throwing that. He's only throwing 74 passes all season, though. That's uh, it. I, I, it's, he, he's, it's, and they beat the Titans, who can't score. They beat the Jets, who are the fucking Jets. Yeah. And then they beat the Raiders, who are dis, discombobulated. The Raiders are all fucked up. Um, I think this is a statement game for, for Mr. Brady. He comes out and puts a little energy and some ass behind this, and uh, maybe we see Mr. Gordon catch a few passes this week. Yeah, I, so. I, I'm going uh, New England all day long on this. Uh, you're right. There's no way they go one and three. Uh, it'd be pretty hard to make the playoffs with a one and three start. I, I think uh, Brady's pissed off. I think he turns it around. I think he's eating fucking TB12 all week, shitting his brains out and with, with Giselle, and I think he turns it up this week. I'm, I'm actually betting this game in real life, and I'm taking New England all day long in this one. Uh, ugh, this next game, again, the Bortles. The Jets at the Jaguars. Uh, Jacksonville, minus 7.5. Who you got? Uh, God. I, well, gun to head, I take, Jack, uh, take Jacksonville. But Same. I don't, I don't personally bet any game that Bortles is in. No, no, I don't. Uh, and looking at Bortles' numbers this year, he's 68 for 112. That's like 61%, basically. God. Uh, you would, you would, that's, that's like a rookie quarterback number. I, I can't yeah. believe it. Um, I physically can't believe that, that a, a starting quarterback for a team that was, what, two plays away from going to the Super Bowl last year is, is this yep. bad. 
Um, yeah, I, I take the Jaguars in this one. I think you're you're safe at that seven and a half point. But I, w- I really want you to look at the over under on this. It's thirty eight points. Have that's you ever seen an, uh, an pathetic an over under that Jesus. low before? No, that's really bad, and it's funny because we're going to get to one that's almost as low here in a few seconds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, look, I'm taking Jacksonville on paper. I'm not betting this game in real life. This next game, though, is a tough one. This is a yeah. really, really tough one. Uh, I called it last week. This was this was our Fight Club game of the week. Um, I believe I'm 3-1 and one against you, Dan. You're welcome for that. Uh, I picked the Browns to finally yep. win. Their first game in, in two and a half years. You're welcome. A bunch of people ended up betting that game with me, and uh, they got rich. Congratulations. I appreciate all the messages. This week, though, they're at the Raiders. The Raiders are 0-3. They've got to win. The Raiders have got to win with Gruden. They paid him $100 million. <laughs> and if they go 0-4, holy shit, that, look, that is a bad look for them. Um, yep. This is tough because, they're, they're, look, the Browns are traveling to the West Coast. Uh, Mayfield was actually on the sidelines for that Oklahoma game, so I it was it was weird that he was partying in Oklahoma. Like he's already celebrating the his lifestyle already. Um, yeah. Well, here's the thing with that. So uh, the only thing that I could see how one the Raiders are going to be super motivated, but I don't think they have the talent on the defensive side anymore. No. To to be a contender at all. So uh, and Mayfield doesn't get shook in other people's stadiums. He does uh, not. He's, his ego is too large to allow that. He just thinks he's the best thing ever, which you know makes him a douchebag, but it also makes him a pretty goddamn good quarterback. Um, we'll see how far that goes in the NFL, but I think this week, I think the Browns beat the Raiders this week. You think the Browns beat the Raiders this week? Great. Yeah. I, look, this is going to be our oh, – we're going to go two fight club games of the week then, one for the NFL as well. I'm actually going to take the Raiders, the 0-3 Raiders, to beat the Browns uh, by a field goal. The spread is minus two for Oakland. Uh, I, I think Derek Carr starts lighting it up to Amari Cooper. Um, I think that's the key to this, and uh, I, I, there's no way that Gruden starts 0-4. Uh, I'm, I'm betting this game in real life, and I'm taking the Raiders. We're going to go two fight club games this week. Uh, I like it. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the Raiders get their first victory this week, and uh, – and the Browns lose, but I think it's a close game. Um, but I am definitely taking the Raiders this week. Uh, next up, we've got Seattle at the Cardinals. Seattle's Ugh. one and two. The Cardinals are zero and three. Josh Rosen made an appearance last week for the yeah. for the Cardinals starting yeah, quarterback. I think he's I think he's going to be starting this week too. I don't think uh, Bradford's coming back. Um, and God, what a this is another over under of thirty nine. That's pathetic. Awful, awful. These both of these teams have looked horrific this year. Uh, Doug Baldwin was screaming, I mean, violently screaming at his offensive coordinator for the Seahawks on the sidelines last game. Uh, I, I think Seattle wins this game, though. Uh, I, I don't. I, I'm, I was not a big believer in Josh Rosen. No, not at all. Uh, he, you know, he, he could surprise at home. We'll see, but I, I don't expect that. I, I don't. I don't bet this game. But um, what I do bet is that. Doug Baldwin is not on the Seahawks by the end of the season. Yeah, I've said that I, I, a couple yeah, times I, I, now, but he's he's going to go. I think he gets traded, and uh, I think J, I think Josh Rosen is the new smoking Jay Cutler. Uh, he just yeah. has that smug fucking look on his face. Even after he came in the game last week when he started, first play, throws a pick, and that shrug 
that he gave after throwing that pick was so fucking Jay Cutler. It was frightening. Yeah. Um, I think he's the new Jay Cutler. Rosen is the new smoking Jay. I think you're fine to bet the, the Seahawks this week. And uh, I think the Seahawks win this game. David Johnson in fantasy football has broken a lot of hearts this year. Man, he's yep. looked like shit. The Cardinals have looked like shit as a whole. Um, but uh, I, di- I didn't draft him for that reason. I was not sure how he was going to come back for that injury. Good on him, though, for signing that mega deal about four yep. days before the season started because he looks like a fucking middle-of-the-road running back these days. Yep. yep. Um, but I'm taking the Seahawks. Next up, we got the Saints at the Giants. Uh, Saints at minus three and a half. Who you got, Dan? Ooh, man. Well, the Saints have won two games in a row now, yep. but... Uh, you know, n- not against anybody good. Well, they um, beat the Falcons last week at home, and uh, Matty well, Ice okay, threw for five touchdowns. Yeah, that's true, but the Falcons don't play defense. And well, all, all, their, all their defense is currently in the hospital. So if you go to Gr- <laughs> Gr- Grady Memorial Hospital in Atlanta, you'll, you'll find our entire starting defense in the hospital together. Um, that's absolutely true, yeah. Uh, I, 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 I actually I like the Saints team. I, I, I think they rebound. Uh, I think their defense rebounds this year. Um, I know they are off to a rough start uh, in the first three games. But uh, the Giants, we got to see them in real life against the Cowboys. We were on the field for that game. Being on the field, that's the worst offensive line I've ever seen. Yeah, it was bad, man. It was really bad. I feel bad for Saquon Barkley. Uh, Same. Look, if you drafted him in fantasy, though, he's putting up the points every week, even with that bad of a line. Imagine if that guy had a great line. Jesus Christ. Uh, And Michael Thomas for the New Orleans Saints. Looks like the MVP of the league so far. This guy, 38 receptions in the first three games for 400 yards. My God, man. I mean, that that he's on pace to break the record for single-season receptions in the NFL. He's been spectacular to watch. I, I, I take the Saints in this one by a touchdown. I think you're fine to bet this one. I'm betting this one. Yeah, I, I, the Giants are just fucking terrible. I definitely bet this one. Yeah, yeah. The over-under is 50 in this game. Um, and, uh, that look that that's not a bad pick either. Uh, the weather's going to be a little cooler up there. It's going to be prime game day conditions. We're going to be up uh, in that part of the world. Uh, next up, we got the 49ers at the chargers. This is a a 10 and a half spread for the chargers. Um, they lost their quarterback for the year up in, uh, San Francisco. Jimmy G is out, gone, signs a, what, $150 million deal and then, then blows out his ACL. He's done for the year. Yep. Got to get that guaranteed money, son. Uh, good on him. But uh, I like the Chargers by two touchdowns. I think they clear this 10.5 easily. I, I think it's it's CJ Bethard. I have no idea. Yeah. But I, I tell you what, the, the Chargers, look, we talked a lot of shit about the Chargers at the beginning of the year. Yep. Um, but I don't know. We may have been... I don't. They're they're a middle of the road team. They're not as bad as I thought. I'm not saying they're good. They're they're one and two. Look, they're exactly who I thought they were so far. I think they win this game. I think they win by two touchdowns. Again, I don't know anything about C.J. Bethard. Don't know who he is. No, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing his last name right. To be to be realsies with you, but uh, it it doesn't really matter. I I, I, look. I think this is Melvin Gordon, Philip Rivers, and uh, and Keenan Allen all day long. And I and I think they they house this uh this depleted 49ers team uh that matt Breida though i really like man I, I i picked him up off of waivers uh in a lot of my fantasy leagues and uh that kid has looked sexy this year yeah he's having a good year yeah 
Uh, next, the next game, the Sunday night game of the week, D'Anthony and I will be at Ravens at the Steelers. It is Pittsburgh minus three. Who you got, Dan? Oh man. Uh, I gotta, yeah, I'll take this. I think, uh, Steelers win by a touchdown. Uh, I wouldn't bet this game though. No, um, it, look, it's, it's a rivalry game. Uh, yeah. I will say this. Uh, the Steelers looked pretty good last night. Uh, yep. Roethlisberger looked great on the road, which is rare. Now he's back at home. I think this team has got a little confidence behind them. Uh, going in at 1-1-1, one, one, and one, uh, congratulations. You're, you're at the top of the division now. So uh, there's still some hope in Pittsburgh. I think on a, on a Sunday night game, uh, they show out. And, yeah, I, I, I like the Steelers by a touchdown in this one. I'm, and I'm yep. actually going to bet it because we're going to it. Yeah, that's fair. I'll probably do that too then. Yeah, so I, I'm going Steelers in this one, and uh, I don't I don't know about this over under at 51 though. The Ravens just they don't. I mean they've they've thrown up some points here and there this year. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. They they scored 27 last week and 23 the week before. So what are they going to do against the Steelers? I don't think. Uh, I think I think you might be okay with a 51 on that on this one on the under. Yeah, because I mean, look, that's a 28-24 game for that uh, yep. over. Uh, Ravens don't put up that many points and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm taking the Steelers in this and we're going to be at this game and, uh, I, I feel confident about this one. I feel fine by the Steelers winning by a touchdown. Last game yeah. of the week is, uh, the chiefs who the raw sex team of the week at the Broncos. Whew. That's a tough game. Mile high stadium. Fuck the goddamn Broncos. Get out of here. You're going with the Broncos. The- no, I said fuck the goddamn Broncos. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. I, they they barely beat the Raiders, who were in complete disarray. They barely beat the Seahawks, who were also in complete disarray. Then they got housed by fucking Baltimore last week. Fuck these guys. Yeah, yeah. I, I Mahomes is going to go in and throw four or five touchdowns in this game, guaranteed. Man, he has looked every bit of, of what I predicted in early August, uh, that he was going to be the young champion uh, of, of, of this league, and he is. Um, and thank Christ, I drafted him with every single fantasy football team I had, and I'm he's I'm, on pace for seventy touchdowns right now. Man, I look, I've <laughs> I'm in four different <laughs> leagues. I, no lie, eight hundred yards. This is dead serious. I'm in four different leagues. I, I am I am twelve and zero. Uh, if I win all four this weekend, that's that's the perfect season, and uh, it's going to be like the Tiger Slam for me. It doesn't really count until I get to the end. But uh, the Chiefs at minus five in this one, I think they win by a touchdown. Uh, and I'm I'm riding this Mahomes train until it, it falls off the fucking tracks. This guy has been lights out. And and the, the biggest factor for me for this Chiefs team that they have not yet exploited is Kareem Hunt. They haven't yeah, had to. he's just getting started. He's just getting started. He's just getting started. He had two touchdowns last week, and they haven't had to use him like they had last year where he was the focal point of the offense because they have so many fucking weapons on there. I think if, you know, they they start uh, putting extra bodies on these Chiefs receivers. They go to Kareem Hunt all day long, and he lights them up. Um, big fan of the Chiefs this year. I'm going to keep it going on this at minus five. Yeah, this is a to me. This is a ten to fourteen point game. I'm, this minus five is really surprising to me. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. I, look, Mile High is a tough place to play. Um, I'll give him credit. It is it is the Monday night game, but uh, I'm not going against uh, Jesus is my homes boy. I'm, no. I'm riding the fucking train with him. Uh, all right, kids. Uh, that's it. Go and bet with us at mybookie.com. Use the promo code Drinking Bros. They're doubling deposits from 100 all the way up to four grand. 
bet with us. We're, we've been on fire this year, and, we, and we've been honest, most importantly, about games that we actually do bet on in real life versus the ones yep. we don't. Because uh, we, I, I don't want to see you lose any fucking money. I, I actually no. want to take down this fucking website. I don't give a shit. Yeah, we- <laughs> fuck them. We're, we're under contract with them for this year, but uh, after that, I don't, I don't give a fuck that they're losing that much money. I was surprised yeah. to hear that all the Trinket Bros are up two hundred sixty-three thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, man, if if this continues, holy shit. Uh, they I, they might just go out of business. And again, don't care. We signed a one year deal. Doesn't really fucking yeah. matter. Um, so Not our problem. So keep betting with us. Uh, Dan, who's our special guest this week? We've got John Welburn this week. And if you listen to the Freddie Mitchell interview a couple of weeks ago, he and John have a little bit of a different story on how that whole FedEx uh fedex delivery after the fucking game went so it was a pretty funny interview john's a smart guy he's from cal uh and he's got his own business up in uh austin now so yeah yeah, uh, yeah look we had a great time with him it, it, it's a blast of an interview it flew by one of those ones that flew by where you're like oh shit i can't believe it um so yeah, yeah. uh stay tuned for john and once again mybucky.com bet with us let's take down that site <laughs> I mean, I feel good. I feel I feel right as rain. We got a special guest in here. Who do we got? We got we got Baker Leavitt's on the show, and you you brought a buddy with you. Who you got? I did. I brought a very good friend of mine, John Welburn. Uh, John is from California. He's about six five, clocking into about two seventy five right now. Yeah, about there. Uh, John played in the NFL for ten years. All pro offensive lineman. Went to Cal, and then from Cal, he spent the majority of his career at the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, champion the world champion philadelphia eagles baker yeah and uh ironically uh doug peterson was my quarterback my rookie year really yeah. was he really there you so, go yeah how crazy is it that the whole like kind of coaching power structure for the philadelphia eagles actually played with most of them they were all like doug peterson do staley uh eugene chung i mean all these guys i played with so it's kind of interesting that uh you know the guys that andy reed brought in that first year have since like become actual coaches so i either feel older it's just fucking good people to be no nah, man, man dude those that old eagles team with like deuce staley and those guys like deuce staley was my go-to in fantasy football that guy was a yeah. beast well we had a good offensive line so with runya and myself and uh trey thomas and um you know we uh ran a lot of yards and kicked a lot of ass so it was good yeah shame, yeah shame shameless plug right there for himself there you go. His own line <laughs> no but the <laughs> interesting thing about john is um you know if john john's got a degree in rhetoric from cal berkeley and if john had not played in the NFL, John is uh, would have had some PhD and some strange... No, I would have been an attorney. Yeah, um, like your brother. I, yeah, that's what really? I was doing, getting ready to do. Yeah, no, uh, rhetoric, English philosophy, degree with an argument approach from Berkeley, and then I got my master's in my fifth year, uh, and then I got drafted to go play in the NFL, and I figured I'll go do that for a little bit, seeing as I really didn't know anybody who played in the NFL, and I go make a little bit of money. I had applied for a scholarship, the Adrian Cragen scholarship to go to Bolt Hall, so I was kind of geared up to go back to Cal and get my law degree and then go on my dad is a, uh, was an attorney and my brother's an attorney no and, kidding uh, going I, 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 we got to ask the question since since you're uh, you're on the show here then since you went to berkeley are you, are you liberal then um no i wouldn't count myself as a liberal okay um, well he, he lives um, in austin I'm, now i'm not a fucking asshole if that's what you're asking <laughs> uh i'm i'm kind of a you know I, I guess you could say i don't really know where i sit politically but i'm kind of of the mind that um you do you and i do me 
and uh, I'm not looking to get into your business. So I, I don't know what that necessarily makes me. Um, I don't mind. Pay, you Same. Know, yeah. Kind of like everybody else, I pay my taxes, even though they're too high. But I pay my taxes, so you leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> Uh, when I get, you know, emails from the I or letters from the IRS for more money, I just figure it's like the average shakedown. You got to pay your fucking money just to leave them alone. Right. Um, at the end of the day, I want to send my kids to school. I, uh, I don't want, you know, somebody to come and tell me what I can and can't do. So I don't know if that necessarily makes me a liberal or a conservative. I'm just more You're like, John. No, I'm more like, uh, we said like one of the guys that follows our training Ingo always says, um, I'll do me, you do you, player. Like, that is, like, his joke about everything, and, like, that's how I think most people should be. Like, you take care of yourself. You shouldn't fucking ask too much from the government or fucking have a constant handout. Uh, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, and uh, end of the day, don't be a fucking scumbag. Well, how do you reconcile that with Nash's equilibrium theory? With I'm what? just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hold on. Just excuse, kidding. excuse me? <laughs> but I mean, it, 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 like, I think people would do a lot better in this whole general thing if they stopped fucking waiting for everybody else to come and save them. Uh, I wrote a blog post years ago on my blog, Talk to Me Johnny, that just said, like, fucking nobody's coming for you. Like, it's, it's based on you. Nobody's standing around a corner ready to grab you and fucking save you and do all mm-hmm. the shit. It comes down to you basically being able to figure it out on your own and being able to move forward and be a able-bodied individual in society and not be a drain on it. So let me ask you this. When did you realize, when did you have the first inclination in college that you could play in the NFL? Um, it's kind of a weird deal in that uh, you go out and you do your job, you're going to school, um, uh, you know, you're living fucking well below the poverty line. I think my scholarship check was 740 bucks a month. My rent was like 475. My parents kicked me an extra $300. Uh, if it hadn't been for the alcoholic meat cutter who lived next door to us, uh, or sorry, we lived next door to a supermarket and there was a, uh, the meat cutter liked to get fucked up at lunch. So he would come drink on our couch in exchange for like helping us out on like, uh, basically steaks and whatnot. We'd go in there and he'd be like, Hey, I got you three pounds of neck bones. And, um, that was how we survived. So, I mean, we're living far below the poverty line and you know, everybody's poor. So you don't really think much about it. And then the guys that, as you get older, the guys that you play against, uh, you know, not only on Saturday, but you also play in practice, um, all of a sudden start going playing in the NFL. And I remember Reagan Upshaw and Dwayne Clemens, who were older than me, both got drafted top 10 picks in the NFL and came in as rookies and were fucking whooping people's asses. And I remember watching them play for, you know, the Raiders and whatnot and thinking like, shit, like those guys are basically beating up on these dudes worse than the beatings that I took in practice. And actually I, you know, I gave as good as I got. And it just kind of becomes one of those realizations where you see guys that you played against going out and doing well in the NFL. And then next thing you know, uh, coaches show up, they start watching film, they put you through workouts, you go to a combine, you see how you stack up, and uh, you get drafted. And I got was the second pick in the fourth round of the Philadelphia Eagles. And you're pissed because um, you, you, you thought you were a first-day guy. I was hoping I was a first-day guy. I mean, I'd had all these teams call and tell me, like, hey, uh, you know, we're going to take you with our second pick. We're going to take you with our third. And all of a sudden, you see those teams draft guys in the second and the third, and I'm sitting there like, motherfucker. And uh, the phone rang at, like, 6.02. Uh, I was in California, 6.02. And, uh, you know, the phone rang, and I was so pissed I didn't even get up and answer it. My sister-in-law was actually there. She answered the phone, and she's like, get up. I think you just got drafted. And so I'm talking to these people on no idea who drafted me. And I turned on the TV and I was like, Philadelphia, where the fuck is Philadelphia? <laughs> and so wow. that, was, uh, that was how I got drafted Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. How long were you with Eagles? Uh, five years. Uh, what was it like when you first rolled up, like first day, like first taste of the NFL? What was that experience like? Oh, it was good. You know, we went into mini camp. Uh, I just remember being like 23 years old and there were all these old dudes there. 
and um, we rolled out to practice. And I remember everybody, like the speed at which people were, were moving was, uh, was greater than what I ever moved in college. So think about like the fastest college game, football game you ever played in. Like that was the, like times that times two was what we saw in like that first mini camp practice. So uh, when a lot of guys come from college, they always talk about the speed increase and either you fucking move faster or you go home. And I just remember thinking like, um, if I gotta, if I gotta earn my, if I gotta earn my stripes and I gotta like make a name for myself, I gotta look for some fucking form of combat. And, um, you know, I remember when I went to college, my brother Eddie gave me some good advice. He said, Hey, uh, look for a fight and look for a fight early. And when you get in that fight, fucking fight, like it's going to be your last day, you know, like you're like the, what is it? The third monkey getting on the fucking arc. Right. Which is funny because yeah. I, I don't necessarily believe in that story. So I always think it's ironic that like people believe that there was two penguins that actually came from Antarctica to get on that arc. But uh, <laughs> we always joke with that one, like fight like the third monkey getting on the arc. And he said, man, when you go out there, you just got to whoop somebody's ass and make a name for yourself. And so when I went to college, I figured it was like prison. You just look for the biggest motherfucker and choose him off. And so in minicamp, I waited and waited until something... You know, like I remember Bill Johnson was a guy that was a defensive tackle, kind of pushed a dude in the back and kind of cheap shot of the dude. And I fucking railed him and he was on the ground and I fucking opened up some mud holes on him and was dropping big bombs. And then we started a big melee practice got fucking, uh, ended Andy Reed kicked me out of practice and I thought I was going to get cut. And then uh, practice, uh, mini camp ended. I went home, came back two weeks later for uh, OTAs and they cut all the old guys in front of me and I was the starter. No shit. Look at that. So it really does work. How is Andy Reid, by the way? Uh, Well, he's fat. Yeah, well, that's that's an obvious one, but he's still, look, he's still coaching, you know, fuck, man. It seems like forever. Like, he's been at the Chiefs forever now at this point. Well, yeah, they have good food, so that's how how they keep him around. How much barbecue do you think gets (laughs) stuck in his mustache? man. uh, He's got a lot of barbecue in that mustache, I guarantee He fucking likes to eat. He's got a problem, but it's all right. You know, it's how he, like, you know, makes up for it, but I I thought Andy was a good coach. Uh, We kind of got it sideways in Philly uh, based off of some contract issues, and that's how I got to Kansas City. And he, so, but he, was he at Kansas City at that point, or were no? He was at the Eagles. Okay, and, uh, they they traded me, and I went and played for Dick Vermeil in Kansas City. And it wasn't until I had retired, uh, or actually, I think I was in Can- I was at uh, New England that Andy Reid went to the Chiefs. Gotcha. Um, How ironic. How was Dick Vermeil? Uh, I love Dick. Um, Wait, you, say, can you say that again? Yeah, I love Dick. <laughs> All right. Yeah, uh, Dave cut that. So, yeah. oh, it's fine. He can use this promo. <laughs> I actually said that specifically for you guys because when you. people are like, "How is Dick for me?" I'm like, "I yeah. love Dick." Yeah, we appreciate <laughs> it. It's kind of a, it's kind of the standard joke. There's gonna be, there may be a billboard somewhere. Ah, in it's Boston in the next yeah, couple of weeks. We'll be good. Uh, yeah, no, Dick for me is a great coach. Um, you know, the only thing is, is uh, Dick was a highly emotional person. And me not being a highly emotional person, having a coach who was like that emotional and cried and was really like wrapped up in it was pretty interesting. Yeah, I can imagine every interview I've seen him in talking about a former player, it's tears. Well, actually, it's not tears. So is it fake? Well, no, but he gets welt up. So like you like you you see him like he's looked like he's going to cry, but we never, ever saw a tear get shed. Gotcha. And whenever he would get welt up, like, you know, like, you know, get into that, we'd always be like, sir, did you see? No, there's no tears. So after a while, we were kind of like, we just, he just needed just we just needed one tear. Just give us one tear. So we used to joke that he uh, had his tear ducts taken out and he was, you know, uh, you know, it was a certain form of, uh, what was it? Like tear, f- tear fibrosis. Or we always made a bunch of jokes about it, that he was born without tear ducts. So he couldn't actually spill a tear. Uh, what was it like going from Philly to the Chiefs, like getting traded? What, what, what was the experience like being on a team and then getting traded to another team? 
Well, um, I you know uh, like betrayal or I had played against the Chiefs. Uh, we had gone and uh, I think it was on a Monday night game and fucking laid an ass whooping on the Chiefs when I was in Kansas City and we were used to winning a lot of games. Um, Philly was great. I mean, I loved playing there. The one thing that was nice is everywhere you went in the city, you were a rock star because we won a lot of games. Uh, I mean, we never paid for a dinner. And I remember the first time when I flew into Kansas City, like I went out with a bunch of guys and they brought over the bill and I was like, wow, you guys actually pay for dinner here? And they're like, why? You guys don't? I'm like, no. Uh, fucking people like, uh, you know, owners of restaurants call and invite us and like, they never bring a bill. Like they treat us like fucking professional athletes. They're like, oh no, we don't get treated like that here. I mean, fuck dude, we can't even get a table most nights. So I was like, wow, well, how fucking mighty the far, or how, uh, how far the mighty have fallen as well. I thought to myself. Wow. We're, we're, so Dan and I are headed to Philadelphia for the opener next week. And, no uh, killer. yeah, we, and we got, uh, we got Freddie Mitchell on the show. It was Fred X. <laughs> Was Fred X uh, there? <laughs> oh, I know Freddie very well. He, uh, I played with Fred X. Tell me, a, tell me a good Freddie story that I could repeat to him. Ah, uh, well, actually, the Fred X was uh, was actually, uh, <laughs> he, oh God, Freddie Mitchell. I don't even, I, I, I don't even know where to begin with Freddie Mitchell. Uh, Would you say he's beloved by Philadelphia fans or, or despised? Uh, I don't know. I think, uh, I think Freddie's beloved by himself. <laughs> I mean, he's definitely Freddie's his biggest fan. I, I mean, I always, I, I always got along well with Freddie. Um, I got a, you know, um, I've been out with him a few times, and definitely an interesting cat. But uh, yeah, man, he, um, yeah, definitely an LA guy. <laughs> an LA guy. So, so, so you have no Fred X story that you can give us that we can. Uh, well, I'll just tell you the Fred X story. So I remember we were in our meeting uh, the day after Freddie caught that big, t- uh, that big pass over the middle. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like Andy Reid's up there talking and there was a knock on the, like on the side door and like Andy kind of like looks around and goes over and like somebody's banging on the door, like as he's giving, you know, the, the, you know, the pregame or not pregame, but like the postgame kind of wrap up like that Monday, uh, speech. And he goes over and opens his door and it's a FedEx dude walks in with a package and is like, I have a package for FedEx. And Freddie gets up and signs for it and sits back down. <laughs> And I was like, this dude's got to be fucking kidding. Like, this has to be a fucking spoof. And uh, sure enough, like, he had fucking basically sent himself a package, set this whole thing up. Uh, you know, thank God we had won. You're but, kidding me. I mean, what dude, was I in the all- box? Oh, who knows? His fucking underwear. Who knows, dude? I don't know what's in it. It was a, a package. That's a long way to go for, like, a basically a pun, isn't uh, it? Yeah. And... If I could see if somebody else set it up, but yeah, he yeah. set it up. I was just imagining if that was Bill Belichick. Uh, first of all, Bill Belichick probably would have kicked him so far out of the fucking building that he probably still wouldn't have landed all these years later. Um, it just, yeah, man, that was... Uh, um, in the NFL, there's a real interesting thing, man. Some guys really start to love the, like, the roar of the crowd. Um, people always ask me like, Oh, did you miss the roar of the crowd? Was it hard to retire? And I always told them, no, I never once heard the crowd, man. Like every single game, my entire NFL career, every game was fucking silent, like a pin drop. I never heard the crowd. I never heard the roar. If you ever saw me, I came running out of the tunnel at a hundred miles an hour. Cause I wanted to fucking start every fight as fast as I could. Um, you know, I fucking hated the Ray Lewis's of the world who fucking danced for 20 minutes and just fucking delayed the inevitable. So I sprinted out as fast as I could to start the fight. And, uh, I never heard the crowd. Couldn't tell you ever what it sounded like. So when I retired, it just didn't really make that much of a difference. But I think some guys really fall in love with the image and the idea and like the drama and the roar and all this shit. Um, I couldn't care less, man. I just wanted to get paid money to beat somebody's ass and go home. 
Wow. I'll take that. I like that. Yeah. It's good. Let me ask you this. <clears throat> what do you, what's your, your take on the current state of the NFL? Uh, I think they've effectively neutered the NFL. Um, I'm, I mean, dude, I'm, I'm really happy that the dudes are getting paid the money they are. If I, I really wish I was fucking born in the late eighties. You just 90s. missed it. You just yeah. missed it. Yeah. I mean, like when I saw the cat from the Houston, uh, from, uh, the, te- uh, uh, from the Titans get paid like that 50 mil guaranteed. Fuck man. I would have, I like, <coughs> uh, if I had been 20 years younger, if I was 22, 23 right now, instead of 42, uh, I would be on pace. I would have fucking made that money. Like I have no doubt in my mind. I really? would have made that. Yeah. Just shit. 15 years younger. You could give me. Um, so I just, just out of age, I just didn't get like, that just didn't work for me. So I'm stoked that I see whenever I see dudes get paid, um, there's two types of people, man. I think there's people that are fucking haters that when they see other people's success, they're like, oh, why not me? For me, when I see success, I'm always stoked for everybody's success. Like I'm stoked when like Buck Black Rifle is here and they fucking expand or you're kicking ass. Like I love hearing my friend's success. I love to hear people's like, uh, you know, I'm fucking, I, I got the world by the horns and I'm fucking dragging it down because it motivates me and makes me realize that like uh, what I'm doing, I can be better and I got to up my game to be competitive. Whereas I think people sit around and fucking wait for other people to fail so they can somehow feel better about their own shitty fucking lives. And I think with a lot of NFL guys, they get out and, uh, you know, they did the job, they made the money and like, that was your time. And then when they retire, they just want to like throw shade and like hate on these other guys because oh, they're not as good. Um, it's a different game. Um, the, the NFL had a real problem in that they saw the NFL coming to an end based off of concussions. When I came into the NFL, they told me, you know, you get a concussion when you got knocked unconscious. So, really? And then, and then when I was, and then towards the end of my career, they said, Hey, um, you're going to know you got a concussion because when you hit, you're going to, your eyes are going to go cross-eyed. You're going to hear a little ringing in your ears or you're going to feel disoriented. And I was like, Oh, really? Okay. Uh, and then they said, how many concussions do you think you had? And I was like, 70,000. Is it it that bad? Like to be honest, how many do you think you really had in your career? Let me, let me jump in real quick. So Ross, I asked John that question a couple years ago and I was like, Hey man, like, have you had concussions? And I think John breaks it down into major concussions and minor concussions. Yeah. So like if, like I remember I played in, uh, we were playing against a team in college and I had to do like a little reverse hip block where you throw your head in front, then you basically whip your back legs and you try to roll the dude's legs up. And we would do these reverse hips on like little like, you know, the tackle blocks down the guard poles. And uh, when I threw my head in front, the dude kneed me in the head. Like I took a fucking knee right square to the forehead. And um, I don't remember anything from that day. Like I played like two more series. I came out and they're like, how you feeling? I'm like, fuck, man, I wish I could get a lemonade. It's really hot. And they were like, what? And I was like, yeah. And then, uh. They were like, I think John's fucked up. So they took my <laughs> helmet. I didn't play the rest of the game. And it took like a couple days before I mellowed out and everything was fine. Um, didn't really affect me. But you got to remember, man, uh, every single time. So imagine you have like an eight pound shell of plastic on your head. And your job is to basically stop another 300 pound human being who's also in a fucking aggressive position. And you have two hands and you have a helmet. And you use those as three points of contact. And your goal, and, um, you know, I, I don't know if you guys knew this, but, uh, uh, when I was younger, I got into martial arts when I was about six. And when I got to about 10 or 13 or 10 or 11 years old, I thought kicking was dumb and I wanted to do boxing. And I had dreams like of being like, a you know, the great white hope. I was going to be a professional fighter. 
And it wasn't until I got like I got to high school that I realized that uh, I had better opportunity to play some football. And um, but I was always a Tyson fan. I mean, I loved Hagler. I loved like uh, just any of the fighting stuff from the you know growing up as a kid. And I just always remember like Tyson's deal was like if you fucking if you hit a guy hard enough in the head and in the body, he's going to go down. So I took that same approach. Um, I went out with like the prefontaine suicide pace. I was going to go out and fucking hurt people early. And ninety nine percent of the time, they quit. And, uh, the way you hurt people is you go hard to the head and you fucking hit them as hard as you can. And, um, every time you hit, man, you're going to get slightly disoriented. Your eyes are going to go cross-eyed. You're going to get some ring in your ears, but eventually that motherfucker is going to give up because he gets hurt. And, uh, that's how you play the game. That's how the game has always been played. Violence. It's, yeah. It's a violent game played. I think I was told the end of, uh, playing pro football is a violent or a pro football is a violent game played by violent individuals getting paid a lot of money to do violence on the, uh, on, uh, Oh, what was it? Um, fuck, I can't remember exactly how it went, but it was like the NFL is a violent game played by violent individuals who are paid to do violence on behalf of rich white men. Yeah, that sounds about right. And I was yeah. like, oh, okay, well, you know what? Like that makes fucking sense. Like I'm okay with that. Like just pay me the money. The problem is, is the NFL was fucking stupid. What they did is they tried to fuck us by only giving us five years health insurance. So they said, hey, five years after you retire, we'll give you health insurance. After that, you can go fuck yourself and hope you die in a hole. Well, the problem became is dudes after five years started having neurological problems and they didn't have anybody to fucking take care of them. If the NFL hadn't been fucking cheap and worried about their bottom dollar and just said, hey, if you play in the NFL, we'll take care of you for the rest of your lives. Dudes wouldn't have had a fucking problem. They wouldn't have sued. There wouldn't have been any lawsuits. They would have taken care of people, which is what you should fucking do. You should do the same thing with your veterans. Mm -hmm. If a guy gets fucked up in war and he signed on the line and went and fought on your behalf and then you come home and fucking wash your hands of him and fucking push him out in the street, that's fucked up. I don't pay my tax dollars for that shit. If you send somebody out to do fucking violence in your behalf and you won't take care of them, then that's fucking wrong. And um, the NFL, uh, they will, I mean, this will come back to bite them in the ass to end all of this shit. So now you're seeing the game get neutered because they don't want to fucking pay to take care of dudes. If they had just said, hey, man, don't worry, go out there and fucking smash people, we'll take care of you. Guys would go out there and fucking bring hammers and fuck it up. So what but, do you think that's doing to the game? And not, not just about neutering, but let's say 20 years from now, what does the NFL look like? Well, uh, you have a bunch of parents who are really nervous that their kids are, you know, uh, oh, I don't want my kids to get hurt. And you're like, let me tell you, dude, I learned more about life and how to work and all that uh, by playing football. I learned how to work on teams. I learned how to work with a bunch of fucking people I hated. I tell my guys all the time that uh, at, at Power Athlete, I'm like, you might not like somebody. But you, if you have to work and do a job with them, mm -hmm. you learn how to work with people you don't like. You don't have to like everybody. And I've, I played with a bunch of dudes that if I saw them fucking on the side of the street, I'd probably swerve and try to hit them. <laughs> but I was able to go out because we had a cohesive understanding and a cohesive fucking agreement to go out and beat fucking wholesale ass and make money. That's interesting because, Dan, you made that comment last or two weeks ago to me. You said... You had a guy on your team that you despised everything about him, mm -hmm. every aspect of his life, the way he thought, the way everything. Dan's like, I hated everything about this guy, top to bottom. He said, but in a, he goes, I'd go to fucking war with that dude any day oh, of the yeah. week. Yeah. It's like, I'm not inviting him over Christmas dinner, but like if shit gets bad, let's go. Yeah. He, he, he's my first call. So no, so, I played with guys like that. So where do, so what Dan said, like, where do you see the NFL in 20 years? Uh, I think if the NFL... Uh, they're trying to make these moves right now to like uh, make the game safer. But how do you make a game that's predicated on violence safer? You basically put a bunch of rules in place that, um, that I guess make it, I guess, safer. The problem is, is before every NFL game, you know what they show? What? Beer the big commercials? hits. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like yeah, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, dude, uh, like, like, if you go to an NFL game, I mean, we used to do this, too. Like, we had, you know, oh, you know, this and, you know, conc- all that. And yet you show up and you're standing there. And before every game, they show about a 30, 45 second highlight reel of dudes just getting fucking mashed and mangled. And the crowd cheers and it's like, you know, Ave Cesar, Moritori, Te Salutant, which is the only Latin I remember, which is what the <laughs> gladiators used to say to the Caesar before they walked out, which is, hail Caesar, those of us about to die, I salute you. you yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, you know, well, that's what we fucking do. And you know what? Just like the gladiators knew, uh, we are here for the enjoyment of the crowd. Go out and let's hear it fucking roar. And you know what? Take care of us. The problem is, is like they say, oh, you know, we don't want guys to get hurt. You know, we're going to make the game safer, but yet you show blood. But it's fucking, dude, it, the hypocrisy of this motherfucker is amazing. But let me ask and you. And don't get me wrong, dude. I love the NFL. It was the fucking hands down the best game. And if I could go back in time, I would do it the exact same way because any of the scars or injuries that I have are just receipts for the fact well, that I didn't live a fucking soft life. Let me ask you this. Who do you think they're trying to appease here? Do you think that they're, these changes that they're making... So, Ross and I are football fans. Dan's a football fan. I played football in college. I was a shitty collegiate football player. But do you think... And you played in the NFL. Do you think that they're making these changes to try and make the game safer for the players? Or do you think they're trying to appease the media and... It's the, the and latter. The, they could care less about the players. So you think they're just they trying do. to they appease the, give, the media? And- so, so the NFL, at the end of the day, is a media company. They spend more money with uh, PACs, lobbyists, and all these other different groups uh, in every state to effectively control their image. They have a massive media company. The NFL's biggest thing, like you can beat and kill, right? I.e. Ray Lewis. Uh, but as long as you don't get fucking caught, you're fine. Like just like that dude who fucking punched his old lady in the elevator. Ray, they didn't have a single fucking problem until that fucking uh, uh, film got released. Ray Rice. I don't know. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. When he hit yeah. her, I was like, oh my God. That was the worst uh, knockout I've seen. Uh, dude, Man I, or I woman. Mean, uh, and then just uh, to yeah, know that it was like, a I've woman. Never seen, I mean, dude, he like, like that's, that's 10 years of listening to a broad fucking just motherfuck you and belittle you for you just to snap on her. Uh, and you know what happened? He fucking, uh, like I, I saw that and I was like, Oh God, he'll never like play again. Oh, he'll uh, like he he won't even be able to coach high school football. No, and sure enough, they they were like, oh, fucking gone, gone. Done. Because yeah. you know why? The NFL is so conscious of of image. Like they've always said, man, if you want to go out and get fucked up and drive, and you get a DUI and you embarrass the shield, you will never fucking work in this thing again. So, uh, it, it like they are one hundred percent very conscious of their image, and the last thing they want to have is uh, you know Sunday morning those moms you know putting their jerseys on their little kids and cheering and showing up. Think you know what? We're not going to do this because this isn't safe for my children. Uh, believe me, dude. Uh, the NFL will burn through uh, through fucking football players. We are a renewable commodity with every college kid coming up trying to make it and fucking fight for those spots. So they have an endless supply of these people to burn through. And they do when they're broken. They fucking throw you to the, you know, send you to the island of misfit toys and you right. get to fucking Rudolph gets to fucking drop you off. Uh, but at the end of the day, man, they are an image. They are a media company and they get big stadiums. I mean, dude, did you know every NFL team's a 501c3? Nonprofit. Yeah. Can you imagine that fucking bullshit that they somehow got nonprofit status from the from from the government? You want to talk about <laughs> it fucking? Went, it went on for about fifteen years. So you can imagine the billions of dollars that they. Oh, they're, oh, they're still nonprofits. God. Yeah, they well, rake. They, they've closed some of the tax loopholes now. Oh yeah, they've closed a little, but like still. But, but dude, up, I mean, yeah. the collective bargaining. I mean, dude, it's. Uh, I'm just sad that I'm not sitting up higher on this motherfucker. That I could like, I you know that. It, but at the end of the day, good for them. Um, you know, I'll tell you this, man. Like, if anybody ever wants to go back and read some history, go back and look at how the Kennedys rose to power. 
They were fucking bootleggers. Yeah. They right. were fucking murderers, killers. I mean, dude, you want to talk about like, uh, you know, in America, like you want to get somewhere, you got to fucking seize it. Yeah. Nobody's going to hand you anything. And it's like, you know, carpe diem, uh, my other piece of Latin that I remember. But um, no, man, I, I love playing the game. Uh, I love football. Um, I like to see football played well. So it's hard for me to watch football played poorly. Um, I'm also uh, unimpressed by how slow guys are fucking moving. And just by the fact that um, dudes need to fucking lift some more weights because I'm tired of seeing dudes with skinny arms hanging out of their jerseys. An offensive lineman, you better be gunned up. And I watched the game, what was it, two nights ago, a little preseason game, and there was a fucking offensive lineman that was gunned up. And I was like, thank God, I'm tired of seeing spaghetti arms out there. So uh, <laughs> let me ask you this. So um, we, you and I talked about like the Richie Incognito situation. Yeah. Yeah. Richie's a fucking 32 year old fucking five year old child. Do you know yeah, that he's crazy. my son? Yeah. He's crazy. No, he's a fucking, he's just an emotionally fucking, uh, uh, you know, regressed child. But he's a good lineman. Though, yeah. Right? He's a good player and he's a fucking nasty dude. And uh, he plays the game. I mean, he's in fucking terrible shape. He's like an egg with fucking cellulite on him. He doesn't look good. Uh, so he's not, I mean, but he's a big motherfucker and he plays a game hard. Do you know what he requested last week, Ross? Did you read about that? Yeah. Yeah. He retired. His father passed away. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, he requested his father's head. Well, uh, he wanted to keep his dad's head. First of all, dude, my dad passed away. And, um, you know, it's a, um, did where you, you, did you keep his thing? head? No, no. But like, here, here, here's an interesting thing, man. My dad got diagnosed with cancer the day after Christmas and he was gone just about two months later. And uh, we were, I had to take him to like, um, you know, chemo and like, he's 80 years old, dude. They should have done chemo. They should have just, you know what, like let him go out with his dignity. But the fucking doctors and their, you know, cancer scam were like, oh, we got to get him in his chemo trial. And he was like, I want to give it a shot. And I was like, okay. So I remember I took him to the appointment. I had a couple hours to kill. So I went and I watched uh, the Black Panther movie. And I was in there and I'm watching the, the guy's like dad passes away and he goes back to the spirit world and he talks to his dad. And his dad like said, he's like, uh, it was my time to go. Um, of every father's like mission is to prepare his children for the day that he's not there. Right. And like, as I sat there, I thought to myself, dude, both my brothers are successful. My mother, brother does, uh, he was a lawyer, does insurance. My other brother does, is, you know, you know, we all got big gang of kids. Um, you know, everybody's there. Like, you know, we're there taking care of my dad, helping my mom doing all this stuff. And, uh, I remember I was thinking like, you know what? My dad did his job. He took care, like he prepared his children for the day he wasn't there. So did Richie Incognito's dad prepare himself for the day he wasn't there? I don't know. When he's requesting his father's head, uh, I got to say that guy's got some fucking issues. Um, but you know what, man? A lot of guys do. Like, uh, you know, too many hits to the head, CTE, whether it's, uh, um, you know, from the fucking concussions from the hits. Uh, who knows? I mean, dude, probably fucking, you know, blind, uh, you know, blowing ounces of cocaine off a hooker's asses probably doesn't help your brain either. Do you think so that knows? the hooker's ass adds to the brain damage done by cocaine? Because I don't think so. Well, I mean, both. how else do you snort I've, cocaine? I've you, done cocaine off the table. I've done it off a uh, hooker's ass. And I, well, have you ever snorted cocaine off an erect penis? Uh, all right, we're gonna have to go off air for a second, guys, because we need to have a really personal conversation. <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's called the incognito. Oh Jesus, Christ. Richie. So let me ask oh, you, Richie. Who, I'm glad nobody listens to this podcast. No, <laughs> so, yeah, no one whatsoever. And he, look, Richie Incognito has has the worst last name for who he actually is because he's definitely not incognito about anything. No, um, I, I, dude, I, I hung with Richie. I really like him. I like how he played the game. I'd love to party uh, with the guy. Uh, yeah, he's a fucking good dude. But like, I'll tell you this, man. At the end of the day, um 
you get uh, you get a lot of leeway being an NFL player and being a celebrity and people kind of like oh they do, you know they kind of like you know give you a little bit of I guess you could say they give you a wide berth but uh as a as a dad and a parent and a husband I got three kids and um uh fucking grow up and don't be an asshole uh, you, you know, and like, I think about it constantly. Like I got, uh, three kids and I got to raise them and I got to prepare them for the day that I'm not there. And cause I'm not always going to be there. And you know what? That's my fucking mission. And that involves, uh, when they look back and being like, my dad was a fucking asshole, you know, like it just, I don't know. Let me ask you this. Of all the guys you went up against in the NFL, we've talked about this. Um, who did you dislike the most or who did you take the most pride in like just i am going to whoop this some bitch's ass today uh like 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 on like monday made, game week uh, like i can't wait to get a hold of this um, son of a bitch again i made uh john madden's horse trailer playing against warren sap um so i played with uh, i took a helmet to the shin uh season opener and <laughs> broke my leg clean in half and basically played 17 weeks on a broken leg and went out there and made man's horse trailer against warren sap with a broken leg what does that mean? No shit. I, I, he's a fuck. Is he an asshole? He seems like an asshole, that guy. No, he's a major fucking douche. Um, everything you've seen about him, like uh, my personal favorite was uh, fucking those hookers over on tip yep. and then them turning his ass in. Perfect. That's great. Good. Fuck them. I felt the same way about the Secret Service guys down in South America a couple yeah. of years ago. Yeah. Pay your fucking hookers, man. Yeah. It's not that tip, hard. Uh, well, uh, go with what Charlie Sheen <clears throat> said. Don't pay him for sex. Pay him to, keep, to leave and to keep their fucking yeah. mouth shut. Yeah. Yeah. And also don't get AIDS. Well, sure, yeah. that always helps. That, yeah, that's important. He didn't yeah. follow I mean, his own rule on that one. Well, yeah, I think, I, yeah that was uh, a post-AIDS rule. I'll tell you, man, uh, I always appreciated guys like Bruce Smith, um, you know, some of the guys that I played against who were professionals, who did the job, played hard, and uh, guys that you respected. Um, I didn't fucking enjoy, uh, you know, um, playing against the dudes who fucking fell in love with their own image and who, you know, fucking wanted to give themselves fucking fancy nicknames and a bunch of other bullshit. Who gave you the most trouble? Uh, you um, know the answer to this. Uh, yeah, I do. Um, sadly, I don't remember a single play that I did well. I only remember the ones I didn't do well, but I'll just, I, I can't remember the name of the dude, but uh, I was playing, like, this was a really interesting kind of, I guess you could say, piece of like realization in my life. Um, if a dude's having a bad day, let him have a bad day. Right. So the last thing you want to do is wake a sleeping giant. And we were playing against the Redskins and I was playing against this dude who's big fucking stud and he was having a bad day. And you know what? Uh, I saw, I was young full of fucking, you know, vigor and thought, you know what? Fuck him. So I, uh, I came off the ball and he was, didn't want to play and he stood right up and I drove him over the pile and fucking pancaked him. When I did it, I slammed my hood on, uh, helmet on him. And when I went to get up, I slow played him and fucking teabagged him, which as you guys know, you get up uh, and fucking yep. wipe your nuts on the dude's head. Oh yeah. The old teabag. Um, the old teabag. Like LeBron and, James uh, and Draymond Green. He all of yeah. a sudden fucking woke. And like pride got the best of him. And when we went back to the huddle, he started praying for me. He was like, Jesus, he not know what he does. And he started reciting all these scriptures. And Trey Thomas was like, dude, you better chill out, man. He's fucking praying for you. I was like, shut your fucking ass up. And uh, we got down on on the line. I got down in my stance. And they ran a little inside zone. I was playing left guard. We ran a little 94 inside zone to the right. And that dude literally ran through my head. And when he hit me in the head, I like buckled my knee. And he like tackled us for like a loss. That's hilarious. And I was like, fuck. I was like, fucking got lucky. I must have slipped. And so then we went back to the line. He kept praying for me. And Trey's like, you better fucking, you better do something. Man, this dude's going to. And I'm like, fuck you, you fat bitch. I'm going to fucking, you know. And I literally got down. Same play. 
dude ran through my neck two plays in a row hit me on the head and i just fucking buckled like a ton of bricks tackled the guy for a loss and he got up and he like looked at me and i was like okay we're good and i went and i and, and uh i was like when, when we walked back i was like sorry about that we're good though and he's like we're good i'm like okay so I went off and uh he didn't play anymore or he didn't go hard again and i and i went easy and we kind of brother in law it where I kind of like danced around and didn't make him look bad and wasn't a fucking asshole. Right. And uh, we had a good game. The rest of the game, I didn't get my fucking neck break. I didn't get prayed at. And everybody was happy. Who won? That whole, that, Who won the, the game? Oh, uh, we did. We did. <clears throat> okay. The praying thing kind of reminds me of Jules from uh, Pulp Fiction a little bit. <sighs> oh, yeah. That's a, that's Ezekiel 24 17, right? <laughs> the path of the righteous man. The path of the righteous man, righteous man yeah. is beset. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, no, like there. That's I mean, really that, funny. Uh, I'll tell you this, man. It was uh, by far uh, one of the greatest experiences I ever had. The only way I could describe it was, you remember in Full Metal Jacket when the guy's like, we're jolly green fucking giants walking the earth. That was exactly how I felt um, doing the job. And it was great. And then you know what? One day I couldn't do the job at the way that I wanted, so it was time for me to go on and do something else. Do you think so it took any years off else. your life playing football? Well, fuck, I don't think it, uh, it, it added years to my life. But I'll tell you this, I'm, um, you know, I'm, I'm really not a, um, I, I would rather live, um, I, I would rather live a full 60 years than live uh, 80 or 90 years like some of these other people I've run into. Uh, I'd rather fucking pack it all in and fucking live an epic existence a shorter amount of time than fucking just hope to God I can, you know, like, you know, uh, seaweed kelp beds and uh, I'm fucking vegan diet trying to do yoga every day to extend one more life. I'd rather fucking wake up every day, uh, eat a steak, do go cocaine. out and fucking bang yeah, some exactly. weights and uh, <laughs> yeah. raise my kids and see them grow up, um, you know, and, and watch them grow up and think, fuck, my dad's still a bad motherfucker. Who's uh, like, you're, you're really close with, uh, with Kyle Turley, right? Yeah. You described him to me as a golden god. Kyle's fucking great, man. I, he, uh, he was on the, the show, players. actually. He was on uh, Drinking Bros. Um, yeah. 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 Oh, was he? Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, KT and I uh, go back a long time. He's a fucking solid dude. Yeah. But you, you, you like, you're physically, uh, you, you put a lot of time and energy into, like, your emotional stability, mental stability, and physical stability and all that stuff. So, I mean, like, you're, you're healthy. Yeah. You're a very healthy guy, whereas yeah. a lot of guys get out and they just go to shit. Uh, well, here's a big thing, man. A lot of guys, when they retire, stop training. Um, I still fucking bang weights and train, and I still train like I'm either going to get a phone call from the NFL or a phone call from some clandestine dudes to go fuck shit up. And uh, that's how we train. And, um, you know, whether it be, you know, uh, proficient with weapons or knives or hands or, I mean, I'm still a pretty decent fighter. Uh, but I still lift weights and I still go out and we train. And um, it's just how I look at shit. Like, uh, you know, but I also have 16 acres here in Texas. I mean, I got to go cut down about fucking 50 trees and drag them out of a creek and dig shit out. And I still do a lot of physical stuff. And, um, you know, uh, it's just part of life. Like, how, I, um, I will never pay somebody to do some shit that I can do. How long would it take you to get game ready if they called right now i've never talked to a buddy of mine that played any pro sport that said they couldn't go back uh how well, long would it take well um I, I can probably get in the best shape of my life in about six or eight weeks from where you are right now yeah and you think you could still play uh how long uh, just a game a quarter oh, yeah. <laughs> really you uh, think you could I, go a full game at, four, I think at 42 I I think I could give you fucking hell for uh, for three hours. Wow, uh, I don't I like know. It. I don't know. He's if not I could, fucking kidding. I don't know if I could give you uh, fucking seventeen weeks of preseason in a training camp. But you got a game in you. Oh yeah, that's like I say. I still got I, I, right now. 
as I'm sitting here, I still could take one punt to the house. I got one left in me, and that, that's all I got. I got that uh, one I, punt return. I'll tell you this, man. I, if I, I got a good wall, I could take it to the house. No. I, I remember Absolutely. Will Shields and some of those guys played in their 40s, and they looked pretty fucking tired. But I always look at it like, man, I've had a rest for the last nine years. I could probably get up and fucking All your muscles are here, all the micro tears I'll and shit. I'll be fine. I mean, shit, like, I, uh, uh, like we fucking trained yesterday, at, uh, and uh, I <laughs> – like I felt a twinge in my hamstring when we were training yesterday and I just started fucking laughing and the guy's like, okay, I'm like, I'll be fine, dude. Don't worry. I just got to go, go to bed. I'll wake up the next day. I'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be fine. <laughs> what about this? If, 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 uh, like in the college game, how long would it take you to get ready for a college game right now? Um, I can go play like this right now. Yeah. Start I, and just ragged all people. Um, I went out, um, see, here's the difference though. Uh, the speed of the game in college is so slow. Uh, I, I went out and watched UT practice, uh, last week. Uh, Cal Dietz was in town and we got out to watch them and like they were all like big strong kids they just um they don't move at the same speed so I think just like the anticipation and getting off the ball and some of the the speed uh the ability to move faster um but at the end of the day uh I'm going off of what I imagined me x amount of years ago which is funny because uh I remember years ago uh my niece's third birthday uh we were having a like you know, good birthday party and we bellied up and we were at my brother's house and we started pouring drinks and we had a couple, I mean, uh, tequila shots. And I remember my dad who was in his early seventies, uh, had a little too many tequila shots. And I remember he was fucking getting a little loud and then he was, and then all of a sudden he got kind of tired, went over and passed out on the couch and my mom was yelling at him. And so the next day he called me, he's like, Oh, did I make a fool of myself? I'm like, no dad, you had a great time and we were fucking awesome. And he's like, ah, well, the 21 year old got the 70 year old in trouble again. Yeah. And so I always think like, you know, uh, physically, I don't know about you guys, but I still imagine myself as about 26 years old. Oh yeah. And you look in the mirror and you're like, man, where did I, I got some fucking gray hair. I'm a little longer in the tooth and this, but at the end of the day, uh, I got, my daughters are almost seven years old. So I got about another eight or nine years till they date. So either I got to get fucking born to kill tattooed on my neck or I got to still stay in shape. (laughs) What's it like? What was it like watching the, like being on the ground watching practice? I mean, is it like calling to you? Like, God, I want to get back out there. No, no, I, I, I did my job. Yeah. Um, I, uh, um, I hate people watching people do anything. Like, um, like I don't like to, I'm not a spectator. So you wouldn't be interested, like you're a smart guy. You wouldn't be interested in being a coach or anything like that. No, they asked me. Yeah. Um, really? Who, who did NFL or college? Uh, yeah, no. I mean, I, I got reached out and said, Hey, do you, do you want to give us a shot? And I was like, no, I'm, uh, I'm good. I, um, I did my job and I don't necessarily know if the way I did my job is of much benefit anymore to mm. the guys, the young guys today. It's a different game. Uh, where I really thought I could make a difference is on the strength and conditioning side. I think in perform in terms of performance training, um, the amount of information and knowledge that I amassed um, was pretty high, and I just think that that was where I was able to make my mark. Gotcha. Yeah. So, so, so you're, the, you're, yeah. After ahead, after the NFL, how do you? Since you didn't want to coach, how do you make that transition into? All right, I've got to go back into quote unquote the civilian world after being a professional athlete. How, uh, did, how did you? How did you start? You know, power athlete HQ and all that stuff. Well, the, yeah, the, the company's power athletes, just the fucking asshole who's squatting on my uh, powerathlete.com won't fucking give it up to me. Really? So we just have Power Athlete HQ, which I got from Basecamp HQ, but eventually I will fucking get powerathlete.com back. Uh, so yeah, it's just HQ was just because I couldn't get my power athlete, but my brand and my trademark and everything that uh, associate with us is power athlete. Um, it was really by accident. Um, you know, like, um, I've always been pretty good about when something is happening, having enough global awareness to not have my fucking head in my ass. 
uh, opportunity knocks a hundred times a day. It just, are you smart enough to see what's happening around you? So, uh, I got hurt playing for the Patriots, came home and had knee surgery. And, uh, before I'd gone to play for the Patriots, um, I had gotten tired of driving up to athletes performance, which was in Carson. I was living in Newport beach. And so I started fucking around at this CrossFit gym and, uh, ended up getting hit up by CrossFit to compete in the CrossFit games. And so, um, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Uh, I got to go to a training camp in a week, but I'll show up and win this thing and go home. So I showed up in 2008 to go compete in the CrossFit Games. I was like 312 pounds. Uh, the next biggest dude was like 135. And uh, <laughs> they ended up filming a movie about it called Every Second Counts. Um, and so out of 200 people, I think I finished in the 70s. But, you know, I'm fucking racing a little 135-pound dudes up hills. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, fuck, I'm not going <clears> to win. And uh, I didn't know that. Um, but uh, I came, I went to the, play for the Patriots and then got hurt in the last preseason game, came home, had knee surgery, and I was chilling on the couch and got uh, hit up by CrossFit about coming and helping them um, develop their, their technology and how to train athletes. Uh, what I was you know, led to believe was that you know, CrossFit didn't really know how to train field sport athletes. They were, you know, increase work capacity, broad time, multiple domains, you know, be generally good at a whole bunch of shit, be you know, really a master of nothing. And what I was good at was, uh, you know, heavy, hard, fast, be a bad motherfucker that sprints through a wall. And they asked me to come over and help them develop their tech in terms of how to train athletes. And so um, I said, you know, it sounds good. And it was really not because of, you know, CrossFit, but more because of the community of people that were associated with it. Uh, it was a lot of people that, I, one, I was amazed people wanted to know this shit, but two, I was amazed that there was this fucking collection of people that wanted to lift weights and do barbells. I thought civilians, and when I use the term civilian, I mean not an NFL player, yeah. not in a military sense, but uh, I just thought fucking normal people like went to the gym and fucked around and did nothing. You either did bodybuilding or useless, or maybe you were fat in a power lifter or you ran a fucking triathlon. I had no idea that there was this whole kind of hybrid thing of training. Like and, holistic full body health kind of shit. Yeah, or on, just, yeah. you know, there was just a bunch of fucking bad, you know, dudes out there. It's like, hey, I'm not a professional athlete, but I want to look the part and I want to whoop, I want to whoop ass. Yeah. And uh, when I found that, I was like, oh, you know what? I can get behind these mm-hmm. fucking people. I want people that want to lift weights. And um, you also got to remember, I grew up training in a garage. So for me to see people fucking putting their cars on the street and buying gym equipment, putting garage, I was like, these are my people. Mm-hmm. So I showed up and taught a seminar for CrossFit for 10 years. And, um, you know, shortly after the first year, I started Power Athlete, which was, um, you know, the name of the deal was CrossFit Football, which was a terrible name because um, it was, it should, I mean, it should have been like CrossFit Power Athlete or something, but they wanted to call it football because I played football and I remember being like, this is a terrible name, but we went with it anyway. And it was very, very successful and it opened a lot of doors. And then through Power Athlete, we were able to really grow the brand. And then uh, in 2017, we ended our relationship with CrossFit. Um, and it was great because now we've just, you know, really exploded and flourished and, and power athlete has really grown into what I want it to be, which is, uh, no nonsense, battle the bullshit. I don't care about your fucking feelings. Just, you know, focus on athletic performance and being a better version of yourself. And everything's based off the idea of unlocking athletic potential through, you know, the, what we do within the training system. And you do some work with like the mill and stuff like that, right? Yeah, we've worked with um, all the tier one groups out there and, uh, you know, worked a ton with the 18th Airborne, um, you know, and, uh, you know, 101st, 82nd. And uh, I just was actually at NDU at the National, or National Defense University, the War College, just spoke out there last week in D.C. Awesome. So we actually need to wrap this up because we are heading to Air Force Spec Ops here in five minutes for a cool. tour. Are you so, really? So, Yep. Yeah, taking John over there. So we we did an interview on Launch Code uh, a couple weeks ago with uh, Colonel Stinger and um, who's the head of that. And 
we were talking to him about sports performance and whatnot. And, um, you know, I was like, well, you guys got to meet John. And so I introduced him and then they invited us over to take a tour and kind of show us all the stuff. So that's where we're heading. So John, where can the people listening find you? Uh, at John Wellborn. Uh, you can find me at Instagram. You can find me on Twitter. There's Uh, no E at the end of Wellborn. W E L B O U R N. Correct. And then power athlete. If you just put in power athlete, we'll come up. Uh, the website's power athlete, uh, hq.com uh we do a ton of uh helping people develop technologies for performance training we do um you know not only programs but we have our methodology which is uh, we bring in coaches and develop them and then we end up pushing those coaches out and use them on a ton of different stuff from you know working with the texas public school districts to working with the military and whatnot but at the end of the day um I think most training systems and most people think you're a fucking moron. Um, my deal is simple, man. There's uh, there's no magic. It's not you know some uh, you know magical black box that you know is going to give you some fucking magic. You know, uh, it's really just based off of like you got to fucking work hard every day. You got to do you know um, you got like it just. It's very simple. Like, um, I'll just give you a brief analogy. I remember years ago, I got to sit with Dr. Romanoff, who's the guy that invented the pose. Pose running method. Yeah, pose running method. Dr. Romanoff is a Russian sport, a Russian scientist, sports scientist, doctor through like Eastern Bloc, University of Moscow. Like, you know, fuck, if you did bad, they sent you to the gulag type of shit. And I remember we were talking about programming sets and reps. And he said, you know, uh, years ago, uh, the Politburo, the, the, you know, people wanted to know uh, what the perfect program was. Like they wanted all the information. So anybody that had worked with anybody that had ever won anything, submitted programming, all this information. So they took it all in, all these guys hacked all over it. And for five years, they crunched all these numbers. And so finally they were like, you have to present this. We got to know. And these guys are all nervous. They get up there and the dude was like, after five years of research and thousands of this and this, we came up with two conclusions. The fastest people in the world ran the fastest in training and the strongest people in the world lifted the heaviest weights. It's pretty heavy. (laughs) And so that piece is like, I don't know how to get you fast running slow, and I don't know how to get you strong lifting lightweights. So, um, at the end of the day, uh, my training is, is pretty simple. You're going to, you know, we're going to lift heavy weights. We're going to lift them fast because slow fucking sucks. And we're going to run as fast as we can and, and we're going to do it. And, and at the end of the day, eat enough food. So you make you a bad motherfucker. I was, I, and I am a disciple and student of John Welburn. So a couple years ago, one of my goals was to be like a state champion, set a state record again. Um, I write all my goals down and I was looking at, you know, USA powerlifting, Washington state records and all that shit. And I was like, ah, I think I could get these, man. I was like, but I just haven't been like really training effectively. I've just been kind of dicking around in the CrossFit gym. And I called John. I was like, Hey man, here's what I want to do. He goes, all right, how much time we got? I said, nine weeks. You go, that's plenty. <laughs> and, uh, no shit within, I think it was seven weeks at, met and exceeded my previous PRs, set the Washington state record in the back squat in my second, in my first lift, and then broke it on my second lift. And I broke my, my, the record I just set broke that in my subsequent lift. So yeah, I am a student of John's. It's effective. It's super simple to follow. It'll get you strong. It'll get you fast, you know, make, get you looking good. But anyway, we got to run. So John, thank you for coming on. Uh, I'm Baker Levitt, the uh, guest co-host and uh, for Ross Patterson and Dan, the man. We are grateful for you listening. You're really dragging this. Oh, yeah. boy. You're really slow you. playing he's, this. He's really milking it. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm waiting what for you. Like, like, uh, is there anything else? Like you, the guy do you want to thank the fucking Academy while you're at it, asshole? <laughs> oh, I want to thank, thank the Academy Ward and Harvey Weinstein for oh, you know, touching me repeatedly. Uncle Touchy over there, yeah. <laughs> well, you, you call it, Dan. Uh, no, that's Ross's Ross, call yeah. it. Yeah. No, for Baker, oh. leave it. Dan Holloway. John, dude, thanks. You're a fucking super interesting guy, man. I, it was a, that was a, a well, great I mean, hour. Uh, the hardest part is I'm not a talker. So. Yeah, 
No, you're you're definitely not. You're. It's got to be this fucking coffee that Baker gave me. I mean, normally I'm not a talker. He gave yeah. me a cup of this coffee. Next thing you know, where we were talking shit for hours. Ross, it's, it's one of those 20 minute cups it takes to make. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, for Ross Patterson, I'm out of here. Good night, everyone. Later. Thanks, folks. See you, buddy.